Niggas think it's sweet, but I keep it real to the bitter end. Since a kid, I had family, I never had no friends. Charged up, cause I stay a hundred, never to pretend. If I did, I was holding back some tears when I was ten. Every time I get some money, it's gon' make me wanna spend. But that's just my personality, I gotta get it in. I had $30 checks, only job I ever quit. But I still kept it legit until I bossed up again. Ain't no L's ever stick, turn a loss to a win. That's a hustler, something that you gotta have within. I already know the game, it don't get under my skin. I don't really act defensive, and I barely take offense. We back. Brand new episode of Black. I mean, Threes from the Ring. I almost got the wrong podcast, but hey, Threes from the Ring. You know what it is. Brand new episode. I believe this is episode ninety nine. I think we're we're at episode ninety nine. G. Um, big deal. Next episode, a hundred greatest players that never got drafted. We're going to start putting family members in that goddamn list. <laughs> like, yeah, <it's> <laughs> the... number 72, Tyler. Exactly. Hey, I freaking, that. I freaking 99, goddamn, uh, the, the water boy from uh, the water boy from Simeon who cleans Derrick Rose's shoes at every game, bro. Like, fuck out of here, G. <laughs> no. <laughs> but. Of course, this is your boy Chris J. Glad to be back. Got the boy Trail Sad. And of course, Tyler. Tyler is here. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Yo, Miles just said his game crashed on his stream, G. <laughs> oh. that, boy, that boy thought him, he got him a little gaming rig. It was never the same, boy. This, G, you like, you nah. gonna learn. Look, man. I have a gaming PC, but I know the levels. It's not going to play no damn cyberpunk. It's perfectly able to play the emulators I want to play and maybe some low to mid-tier freaking games, G. And that's fine. I'm satisfied with that, G. So, no no offense, Miles. I know you're listening, but we appreciate you. But, G, cyberpunk was beating your ass, G. <laughs> but... Much love, though. Check out our boy Miles Otaku uh, plays Otaku stream. I think it's Otaku plays. Uh, follow him on that on uh, his stream. I mean his Twitch stream. Get, help him get uh, get to affiliate and whatever the levels is with Twitch. But of course, this is Threes from the Ring. We talk wrestling. We talk basketball. We sometimes talk combat sports. We talk shit too sometimes too. So, but let's go ahead and get into it. Um. Uh, wrestling. We're gonna go into wrestling again first. So, with that being said, uh, a lot has once again going on in the wrestling world. Niggas are in their feelings. Niggas are emotional, and all of that because the internet wrestling community's fave Keith Lee was had to do some extra work at the performance center, and it came out that Helm Otis. Uh, Dio Madden, uh, two of them dudes from Raw Underground, and Raw Underground hasn't happened in a long ass time. We're told to have to do mandatory training at the Performance Center to learn to be better workers. Me personally, niggas was look acting like some bitches about this. Niggas probably go to Performance Center all the time just to work out to improve themselves. That's the purpose of the Performance Center. But if you know the internet wrestling community, they got to be some goddamn bitches. I know literally that, um, literally that it be that way sometimes. It really do. 
But mugs being some bitches, G. And it's really sad to see. Really freaking sad to see. But it be that way. It really, really do. But uh y'all you got thoughts on it. Um Yeah, me personally, I I, I agree with you. It's what the performance center for. It's literally what they it's the performance center, you know? They're helping that nigga performance. No homo. So I care about like um him going to the performance center. There's not something that's gonna be burying him. He literally had a WWE twenty four not too long ago, untold story or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, the twenty four of him his journey to the main rock and how much Vision Man loved his dude. His rumble debut was against Brock Lesnar. Like, and then wrestle votes, somewhat of a reliable source of leaks in terms of wrestling, literally said one of the the matches for Mania could be him, Drew McIntyre, and Brock Lesnar in the triple threat. So, not trying to hear it. Another slow news day. Somebody just leaked that shit just to get people talking. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yep. Tyler? Um. I don't really think too much of it. One thing that I did get out of it was people got to remember, these are athletes. That's just like, you know, with basketball. Your coach tell you, hey, you know, your jump shot looking a little rusty. I need you to shoot such and such shots, um, you know, until you, you know, start to find your rhythm again. It's all about repetition. You need to, you know, brush up on your skills, whether you're the best, whether you're John Cena, Randy Orton, you know, I'm pretty sure if they had actually, I mean, they do. If they need to go to a performance center and do something, they go and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't. It's, it wasn't nothing. You know, cry over and you know make it seem like, oh, they're um, you know, they're not taking. They don't see Keithley as you know as high as we thought we did. It's like you guys literally, whatever they dangle in front of you, they buy that. That's how I see the wrestling community. So I didn't really think much of it. It's just, you know, the wrestling, internet wrestling community just being, you know, goofy again. So Goofy as hell. Because they making it seem like, oh, he was on main event. Nigga, for one, they ain't doing house shows. So for somebody who, even though Keith Lee only been wrestling for what, like four or five years all together, he hasn't really had, he doesn't have, like long wrestling experience like people like Seth Rollins does and stuff like that. Like he still has a lot to learn. So especially on in terms of the WWE type style. So for him, it's like, okay, I don't have house shows. They can do house shows, so put him on main event so he could uh do some stuff. Use the performance center so he can still work on some kinks that you know like yes, we know Keith Lee's a great performer. She really is. It's like one of the best performers out there. Don't mean he's perfect. Like, I'm pretty sure when Muggs on a verge come back from injury, they go to Performance Center. It's no problem with that. And then, plus, if I'm Keith Lee, even Otis as well, I have the opportunity to learn from Drew Gulak, one of the best workers in the company, and I'm getting paid millions to learn from Drew Gulak. And if I'm Drew Gulak as well, I'm getting paid millions to teach niggas. Be my guest. i do whatever the hell you need me to be. But... If I'm Otis and Keith Lee, it's like, oh, okay, I'm learning from somebody who's one of the best workers in the, and not even just in the company, but in the world to some. 
So, A, I'm taking my W's where I can. And if, if it means that I can be, I could be better than what I am now, it's like, oh, okay. Like, it's no problem with that. And mugs just need to stop looking at things in such a fucking bitch-made-ass mindset, narrow mindset, because, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just freaking wrestling. It's just wrestling, bro. It is. Y'all, y'all about to ruin this big man's push because y'all overdoing it. Exactly. Keith Lee wrestles an extremely indie style. Extremely indie. Let my man, let my man tone it down to, to work on big powerhouse moves even more. That's just not a run and push, a spirit bomb and a press. Like let him, let him, let him, let him get it. Let him be a, you know, a giant, which he is. He's just not a fat nigga who can move fast like fucking Otis or that nigga, that big dude on NXT. He's a big, tall nigga that is extremely athletic. So you can do a lot with him. Uh, you know, I see big things from Keith Lee. I do see him as a champion, even if it's intercontinental or U.S. That nigga's old. He's that, thirty-five. Yeah. I want to keep y'all in with you. That black hair of his is just for men. That's Bro, just for men. It, it's, it's a lot of ju- it's a lot of hair dye. No cap. <laughs> it's no a lot cap. of hair dye that men use. Like it's a reason why that he always shaves his beard. He shaves that beard often because he knows some gray in there. He's he's thirty five, so they just to maximize the talent that they have. And yes, it's dope to see Keith Lee do freaking top rope moves, jump off the top rope, jump outside and stuff. That is dope. But we don't need to see that on goddamn every day on every week on Raw, just because he can do it. That's that goes back to that AEW style of wrestling, where it's just like, hey. And once again, this is no shade towards AEW. That's their style that they choose to be with. Let them be with because every match got to feel like a damn pay-per-view. But if, like, it, even then, it don't even got to be used for goddamn TLC. Up, up, no offense to the pay-per-view TLC, which we'll talk about later. But it's no shade towards that pay-per-view. But, like, save those, mom- save those moments for, like, big-time matches. And not, every, and not, not just Raw, not just... Your uh, average Joe in a run pay per view, uh, like a TLC or goddamn backlash or something, let it be saved for those moments because, yes, we know he can do it, we know it, but it's to preserve him as well, right? Like, you have a 35 year old man, he's also played football up to the college level, so there's a lot of breaking down of the body off that alone. He played O line, so literally, it's a car crash. Every goddamn play. So, the man they trying to preserve what they have, which is a who is a potential superstar talent for them. He's already a star in itself. They they believe in the man. They give him two different theme songs, and literally within two months, so like they believe in him clearly, and he's still on TV every goddamn week. Every week. Every week, there's nothing. There's nothing to be worried about with Keith Lee or even any, even any other other guys really. As far as you know, having to work on, because you got to think about Dio Madden. Literally, you know, this is his first run in a in a ring. You know, he he he's gonna he's need that work. Shit. He's gonna need those. He's gonna need that. 
Then exactly. what was the what's the name of um AJ Styles' manager? Whatever his name is, be a big dude. He's gonna need it because he literally what he's where did he super come? green. He, he is green as hell. He used to play basketball, I think. He came yeah. from a completely different sport. So, literally, and then guess what? All the or most of the people that we've seen, who most people who's on that list, Keith Lee, Otis, Dio Madden. We saw big folks, but he not in ring ready. But in the Raw Underground dudes, we didn't see them too. But we saw four of them niggas, three of them in the ring and on TV immediately afterwards. Because they know like, hey, we got to make was sure. A yes, Keith Lee literally had a great match with Miz and Morrison. He had a good match against Angel Garza. It's nothing wrong with literally how what what they're doing because clearly they still on TV. Otis literally looked and a, a, a it's, it's a difference in the ring with Otis, even though Roman Reigns freaking still stepped that nigga to God, but it's it was a difference. It's like okay, they it, for one it means they still believe in Otis. Exactly. So it's just like mugs need to sit and look at the bigger picture. Stop being so goddamn acute with everything and look at the broader picture. And also, Vince McMahon, they don't mean Vince McMahon hates fat people. The nigga love big people, G. He just wants them to perform in a certain way that makes them last. That's why Big Show, even though Big Show's slow and stubby at this point of his career, Big Show is still able to at least walk down the ring and do a, and give a solid five minutes of performance. That's why Big Show's able to perform. Mark Henry, even though he tore every freaking bone in his body at one point, was able to maximize that tail end of his career. He changed his style up. Because Mark Henry, just like Keith Lee, at one point was very athletic. He had to tone it down a lot because his body freaking kept breaking down. So, it's Vince Man looking at, ooh, Especially Otis and Keith Lee, even though Otis is probably more going to be a mid-card star at the very best. But Keith Lee, who, who he's huge on, is like, let me protect my stars and make them better so I can see something better in the long term. Otis, let me help him get some ring work in. It's for the greater good. <laughs> it's for the greater good. So it's like, Muggs need to chill, G, straight up. Like, please, just freaking I'm making chill. it seem... Stop making it seem like, you know, oh, Vince is just picking on the fat guys. Like, that's that's, that's some grade school shit. Yeah, Leave yeah. that alone. Like, half the damn roster's black. Like, gee, he's making sure people. And also, yes, I understand Nia Jax freaking injures people. But it be that way. Nobody has gotten hurt. She literally has put Lana through a table for 10, week, 10 weeks straight. And Lana has not gotten hurt. So, I guess that's an improvement. So... Be cool. Please be cool. Uh, especially even towards Nia Jax. And that's just me being a stand. But I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, ne- next thing. Uh, also, uh, did you guys see the talking smack with uh, Big E and Paul Heyman? Yeah. I saw the the reaction towards it. Yeah. Uh, I, like, uh, I liked it. Like, Paul Heyman does a good... This is like the start, second, third straight week where he put somebody over. Like, he... He's doing such a good job just putting people over, but uh, and it just also just shows that he he know like he's one of the people who's in and out the writing room. He knows what's going on. He knows 
who they're trying to push and all of that. So he using this platform very freaking well. But like with the Big E thing, even with by, a while ago with uh, Bianca Belair, he clearly sees the talent. And I like what he said about Big E. And just the telling about the, you don't see them bringing up the shield with Roman Reigns. <laughs> I was like, I chuckled because I'm like, sometimes they still do. But in terms of like overall, like clearly they have big plans for Big E. Whether it's the IC guy the uh, or the fringe mid-card main event type guy. They have big plans for the guy. And Big E knows it. And I think even just hearing Paul Heyman say that benefits him even more because I think it will push him to say, hey, you're clearly doing something right. Clearly. So, but, like, overall, like, I liked it. It was cool. Um, you guys go ahead and talk. Yeah, that's Paul Heyman's job is to put people over. Um, so, that's it. That's Ozzy. Um... That's his job. <laughs> He's going to do it every time you see a new star. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember somebody he did it with recently. Other than Big E. He did a lot. He did with Bianca Bell. Well. He did it with, um, He did it a lot with Roman while he was going to get Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he would just say, you know, he would say you're the right guy at the right place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's really good at that. And I'm just saying, um, uh, like, some stuff, people was reminiscing what he did with Punk. Uh, I think to myself, like, you know, Punk never needed somebody like a mouthpiece, but Paul Heyman added that extra factor to Punk's reign when Paul Heyman was, was with him. So, yeah, it just... Sometimes it don't work. Uh, right back. Uh, right back is another example of somebody that needed to be in the performance center because that was the main reason nobody wanted to work with his ass because he continuously hurt people. Uh-huh. Uh, what was that? Curtis Axel. Uh, Any Paul Heyman guy, really. Before Punk and Brock Lesnar, or after Punk and Brock Lesnar, before Roman. What's this all Heyman guy at one point? Yeah, it didn't work. Yep. It did work, so. Um, Yeah. I I just like it. Big E about to do some big things. They trying. Yeah, they trying. And, like, I clearly see what they're doing with it. Doing with it. And clearly I see he, he sees the vision as well. And that's the most important part. As long as he sees it and takes advantage of the moment. Uh, Tyler, you, you can uh, go ahead. Um, pretty much the same thing you guys are saying. Like, he's really good with foreshadowing who he knows, you know, is next in line to be, you know, one of the, the top stars, you know, in any division. But what he said about Big E specifically is, you know, it was a, that's a big, you know, pat on the shoulder. That's, that's a really – that's coming from Paul Heyman. Like you said, you know, he's done this for other guys before. Like, I like what he said, what he talked about with Kevin Owens the week prior, too. But just knowing that Paul Heyman believes in Big E, that's the, you know, that's a big pat on the shoulder. Yeah, definitely is. 
But uh, let's go ahead and move on. Also, YouTube listeners uh, and watchers, I forgot to hit record. From the, uh, record. Welcome to Threes from the Ring. This is episode 99. I know we're 16 minutes into recording the video aspect, but I forgot to hit the goddamn button. Of course, we got uh, your boy Chris J, Daytrail here, Tyler here. So, just throwing it out there, because you YouTube niggas, you probably just like, yo, what the hell just happened? But you really didn't miss much. Just letting it be known. But, but anyway, if you want to catch the beginning, hit audio. Won't happen again. Forgive me. We're still learning. But, let's go ahead and talk about TLC. Um, TLC is this Sunday. Tyler, please pay Vince McMahon, G. It'll be please. paid on Friday. Please pay Vince McMahon, G. Because <laughs> more and more stuff keeps getting locked up. Because he knows... You're gonna you're fucking fucking them over, so he wants his money. Hey, but uh, TLC tables, ladders, chairs. It will take place at Tropicana Field at Saint Petersburg, Florida, because that's where the Thunderdome is currently. Because they got kicked out the Amway Center because the Magic got to play, so it be that way sometimes. But let's go ahead talk about uh, do our little preview for that right now. Uh. I think as of right now, the card is solidified. I just don't think they confirm which matches is actually going to have stipulations. Because some of these stipulations are still pretty vague. But New Day versus The Hurt Business, specifically Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, So overall, I think this is where The Hurt Business finally goes over. It makes sense. The New Day kind of been... They they held it enough. It's time to let them go over. Um, ain't like like if if not, they're just going to rematch again. But I think it's time for her business to go over. Put the gold on uh, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I like Cedric Alexander. His attitude lately has been hilarious, especially after he got pins on both Cedric and I mean on uh, Shelton. Fucking you know, niggas mixed up. All these niggas, Xavier Woods and Kofi. Uh, his attitude is very hilarious. It's like instead of being like the the overly tough guy, which I know he's not, he's kind of like the geeky, cocky nigga, and I like it. Kind of gives them a fresh air because everybody else is very stoic, bald, and old. So <laughs> it kind of makes sense. But I like Cedric Alexander's energy, but I think they go over finally uh, in this match. So. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, I don't think they go over though, but I would love to see them go over, which I'm hoping for. Gets the her business something other than that U.S. title that bro not defending like that. So nobody to fight. <laughs> what you say? He really don't got much of a mid card to fight. Yeah, I can't wait till this COVID stuff is over. But um, I um. I hope that uh, they go over, even though I don't think they are, but I love to be proven wrong. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm happy that Cedric actually has something now, other than him just fighting Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali and 205 Lab until they can't fight no more. Um, him being a heel, his face looks such like a little kid. That is very hard for me to, you know, <laughs> take it out of the hill, but um he's growing on me. 
still. Uh, I will say this. The one scene on Raw that I wish they would have changed, and I'm telling you it would have been all over the internet, if Bobby Lashley would have poured milk on that nigga like Nino Brown did his wife in New Jack City and just start spraying on him while he on the table. Like, come on, man. That would have been perfect. Perfect. Because one, you messed up that raw-ass suit Bobby Lashley had on for no reason. So, yeah. But if you want to put that on, I'm like, nigga, come on. That would have been dope. All right, Tyler, um, what you got? I think the, the Herbert should win this match. I think it's time. And plus, with Raw's tag team division being kind of stagnant, you don't want to keep tag you know, the New Day as the champs for too much longer because it's, it's literally nobody else for them to fight right now. So you might as well let them go back and forth. Even if you, you know, have them drop the belt, then get it back, you know, go back and forth for a little bit, that'll be cool. Just keep it interesting. Keep people guessing a little bit. Well, I th- definitely think the Hurt Business should go over. Helps legitimize the group, you know, a little bit more. You know, everybody, aside from MVP, has a belt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, damn, I'm really looking at this pay-per-view. is very freaking raw-heavy. Um, next, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and insert person here. At this point, I think they should just remove Asuka. Uh, and just give it to uh, Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke, since especially since Mandy Rose is back now. Oscar serves no purpose to be in this match, especially since Lana's gone. Well, at least in, uh, injured, TV injured, um, because what's her name? Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax broke her finally. So, but I think, yeah, I believe. Is going to be switched to Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke versus Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler, which leads to Dana Brooke and which leads to Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose winning the belts off them because I think Oscar's going to play a role in interfering, which then leads to Oscar and fighting them two in Rumble. Uh, I think who. Whoever is going to be Oscar's partner fight Oscar at the Rumble. Um, I can care less about the women tag division at this point. Uh, me personally, don't want to see Charlotte come back at all. I was just about to say <laughs> that's a, it's all. a possibility. She's she's on the verge of they coming back. They both get the belt. It's a collision course. And then course. they fight at the Rumble or something like that. It's a collision course, G. Charlotte's coming back. <laughs> it's a collision course. She's, she's coming back, but let her come back on SmackDown or something, yo. But speaking of the women's division as a whole, I got a question for you guys. Because with it being like where it's only, you know, some, they got so much talent on, on all three shows. Do you think they would ever or – could should they ever you know just combine the whole women's roster and just let them you know roam freely through through either shows? I wouldn't say give it would help them, the tag division a lot would, more. I think that in terms of the tag division, it should be like that. If you ha- like, literally, it's that way. It's easy to just throw a partner with somebody and say make it work. Uh, especially with all the women NXT has NXT has too many women that's just not being used. Uh, yeah. It would benefit more on the NXT end. 
Because right now, I would say they one thing they're doing that I like is they're finding ways to do mid-card women stuff. It's just it don't happen weekly. I and and, and I feel like with we have a freaking pandemic, so it's not like the roster's all over the place. They should look into just giving the women their own show. To I was just least, about to ask you. That was my next question. Should the women just get their own show? Yeah, I think at they this have point, a plethora of talent right now. Yeah, like it's a good way for one to work some of the un. I hate to use well some of the unused talent that they have, and it's also a way to progress storylines between the main like the main belts between the main titles, women's titles, and it helps at least get a tag team champion something to do. Okay, I know what y'all saying, and it sounds nice on paper. It do, but. They don't need that that NXT literally is able to have damn near three women's storylines on one fucking hour show or two hours. As it is now. Raw is three hours. SmackDown is the biggest show WWE has. There's no excuse for them not to do anything with those women. Now, if the conversation is talent pool, yes. Yeah, the talent pool on the main roster is thin. But they can always call up Jasmine Duke and her... Roger Strong's wife, who's been in NXT for about forever now, they can Roger call Strong's up. Wife? I didn't know she had. I, I didn't think know the Dark Roger Strong's wife. Yeah, oh, I yeah, think. No. Um, and then you can even form with them two people. You can form a stable with Shayna. Mm-hmm. A Shayna with the women's title. Oh yeah, what with- happened to those strong ass bitches that Shayna's with? G, <laughs> see, that's what I mean. They got unused talent. <laughs> they're in. They're in NXT still. They are the MMA for women, right? Yeah. With Ronda's crowd. You have... You have... Um, you have a lot of... You got, like... I think her name is, like, Kat Zingano or Katie something. I don't freaking know. You got the black chick. You got Indy Hartwell in NXT. You have a lot. And you still have a lot of the main roster. Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, broke up the Iconics. Made no sense because you're not using Peyton Royce Neither the way you one. And I haven't seen at, at least uh what's the round the one with the very round head, Billy K. Billy K. At least she pops up on TV on SmackDown. You know those comedians. She pops up. She's a she's a comedy act, and it's it works right. It works. That's why I'm saying at least she's on TV. You got Natalia. You do something with Natalia. Natalia's got, always doing something. She did something with the Team SmackDown, but Team SmackDown got washed so bad that we don't you know talk about. It. Um. Uh, you got well, Bailey is feudal with Bianca, and that's great, which is good. Yep, so that's two women's storylines on on SmackDown, which is you can keep that. That's a nice pace. This is raw, raw women's storylines all intertwined into one. Um, Nikki Cross is in purgatory. You can do. They big stars are gone, which is Charlotte and Becky. 
We're not yeah. seeing Becky for at least probably seven months more. Probably not going to see Becky until 2022. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Maybe longer. We'll see I Becky mean, again. It's a possibility we'll see Becky again. again. But I'm going to say, I don't think she's going to go I know away. she's going to be part-time whenever she comes back. Yeah, she's going to be part-time. That's why I said, like, she could honestly be the big surprise. Like, I want to sit there and say she's going to be part-time, part-time. But, like, she's gonna when she pops up, she's going to probably do, like, one storyline, one or two storylines a year. Like, she, And it's going to be around SummerSlam, Mania, or Rumble time, around those time frames. Yeah. It's just nice. But... You know, and then actually, in all actuality, you gotta start, you know, using the women you got in the back because Charlotte's Charlotte is older than most people think. She's yes. really older. She, yeah, she's pushing forty, but she's probably about to push forty. Um, and that's like when a wrestler pushes forty, that's like you know he getting a um. Then I'm pretty sure she wants to have a family. Mm-hmm. Me and Sasha is in a prime, so they don't count. Oscar is definitely getting older because Oscar's been wrestling forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think that's why WWE giving her this nice long title run because they know Oscar time is limited, and she probably want to do a full YouTube career at the end of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got a family. She has a future in. So. Yeah. They they got a lot and they got a lot of like back NXT talent that could be on the main roster. So I don't think that's just deals. It's just like there is that COVID thing is supposed to have a lot still, and yeah, it's going to be very hard for any company, especially WWE, to recover from it because it's just it, it affects your talent on just a, a level. Yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, like like I like I said the TV show, I, it's something that's gonna happen. But I wouldn't say it's gonna happen down the line because just you have the woman roster to do it. But I also get where like I get where you're coming from. It, like I definitely do where you get from why they don't need to do it. It's not a need, but I see it's something that they could just do down the line to just you know work certain talent down the line. So, but. Let's go ahead and move on to the next. Uh, Sasha versus Carmella. Uh, there's no stipulation for this match. I see it probably will. It's probably going to be a chairs match, honestly. I can see this as being the, ch- the mandatory chairs match. Uh, ain't they saying this? To, ain't they saying this? The main event? No, nah, they were the main event of SmackDown last Yeah, they main event of SmackDown. Yeah, I'm going to say, bro, like, this hasn't even been pushed nah. on the like on neither like no no shade to Sasha or Carmella, but I'm like, this hasn't been pushed like that. But uh Sasha's clearly gonna win this. Uh I do like how Carmella is coming off as a threat, but we know Sasha is not about to lose this belt to uh to White Hazel E. Uh so I'm good on There's Carmella. There's a good chance she do. Sasha's tighter I mean uh Sasha's tighter reigns do not last long. Yeah, we know, but that's but I'm just being optimistic. That they're just not going to put Carmella over like that, but uh, especially since that is something they keep bringing up in storylines. Sasha doesn't have long title reigns, so it's just the way of saying, "Hey, she's going to overcome it." But Sasha wins. 
I think I say Sasha wins too. I don't think it's too because Carmella just came back. I don't see her just taking the belt off her right right after a return. There's no reason to do it. Now, if Sasha does lose, it's because she has an acting gig coming up. <laughs> yes, yeah. so that, and it could just the be the only whole temporary thing. Like reason why <laughs> she'll so, probably just get it right back as soon as she comes back, like similar to what Cody Rose did when he. His, uh, his man, fuck Cody Rose, man. So <laughs> you just come. That's disrespectful to Sasha G. Come on, man. Like, I'm just talking about the situation. But are you gonna go see the Cody I movie? Do I don't she, know what movie Cody in. It was some show, some wrestling show on uh, on Showtime or some shit. I don't know. Sound like he's gonna be on Dark but, Side um, of the Ring. So I'm good. <laughs> but um, I do think she's gonna have a longer title run. Especially, like you said, they keep bringing up that, you know, she hasn't, you know, had lengthy title runs before, you know. This is her time to, you know, have longevity with the belt. She could lose it at Mania. I would kind of, I would like to see her hold it and and retain it at Mania. And then you could probably take it off her. You know, just give her that, you know, that WrestleMania win. Yeah. I think I could see it, but... Sasha. So Charlotte got hers, Becky got hers, uh, Bailey got hers. Yeah, Bailey. Sa- Sasha's the only one out of the uh, out of the four horsewomen that didn't get there, get her as far as you know a sing- a championship match. Yeah, I get where single championship from. I should say. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, next we have the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Uh. This might be the funnest match, to be honest. Maybe the funnest match. Second. Yeah, it's Second. gonna be a like Randy Orton has been gold all twenty twenty. Uh Randy Orton might be honestly my wrestler of twenty twenty. But uh but yeah, uh I could, this is gonna be a fun match. Um Randy Orton's been gold. Uh it benefits Bray Wyatt who needs to be in a brawler, slow, methodic type match, so Whatever the stipulation is, is going to work. Uh, but I think the Fiend goes over. We literally saw the nigga come out of a freaking box of flames. He's going over. <laughs> yeah. We saw what happened last time, Randy. He put somebody in a box. Mm. All right, Daytra don't care. Uh, Ronald... Oh, no, hold on. I'm watching Steph Curry highlights because that nigga torching that motherfucker. Yeah, gee, I'm watching the nigga. That's I'm like, damn, this nigga. You torching that motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> I'm watching the game, shoot. <laughs> My man, bro, I, I also don't care about Randy Orton and the Fiend. So it seems like Randy Orton and, and Bray Wyatt are few once a year every year. So. I think it was even brought up. <laughs> I think Randy honestly brought it up on Raw. The way he said it, it was like, yeah. We, we go at it, man. It be that way. So uh, then we have Drew McIntyre versus AJ in a TLC match. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Drew McIntyre climb a ladder. If they do the TLC with pants, you know what I'm saying? It's they they on Raw. They put they at the Raw ended with them putting the belt on top of the little uh, station thingy. The no, the little hook. So it's, ah. it's it's climbing the ladder. So, but uh, do you think Sheamus interferes? 
I think it's going to be a couple interferences. It's in going to be I a think few. The Miz and Morrison's going to be there. Yeah, Seamus I, is going to try to make up for for Bro kicking him. It's no reason match. to take the belt off Drew. But this is and it's too. This is like too obvious of a match for the Miz to just jump in. <laughs> like honestly, it's just it's too obvious. It's like, yeah, it's a TLC match. I could just jump in. I could just put cash in and just climb the ladder. It would be hilarious, but I don't, it's 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 too easy. It's too easy, at least for me to say that that's how Miz Miz cashes in. Miz cashes in. So I think Drew Drew goes over, but I think Sheamus, if Sheamus gets involved and and it's going to be on that next night on Raw, because Sheamus got his ass whooped and Drew McIntyre didn't come out, he'd be like, "Fella." You ain't come. You come. You ain't help a fella be a fella. So, ooh, ooh. <laughs> prayers to Chris Clemens of the Rockets, Tor and Ryder Achilles. Um, but Damn. yeah, Fuck. yeah, no, nasty. Uh, but Drew's going over, and I think we get Drew versus Sheamus going into Rumble. It just makes sense at this yep. point. They, they've been teasing it too long, and plus, it's a good way to see fella and mate, fellas and mates just sit there. The fella versus mate match or so. Uh, you guys, y'all predictions? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Mia's got to cash in soon before Mania, right? Yes. Kind of got to happen. I don't see Mia's main event in Mania whatsoever. Hell no. But it kind of got to happen. If he don't cash in in Mania, then he definitely cashing in the night after Mania. Mm-hmm. I do think Miz wears that belt a second time. Because whoever he fused with, it could be John Morrison, it could be whoever. Whoever gonna get off that, Miz is gonna put them over on the mic because Miz is good like that. It's gonna be a good feud. Whoever wins is gonna have a lot of hype going around. Do Miz cash in at TLC? I don't know. I don't think you're gonna take that belt off, Drew, even though he went a gothic kill. I didn't even know that existed. But you don't want to take the belt off him. Um, shame is looking like a good rumble feud until Mania, so that can happen. They're doing this whole friendship thing, and shame is dressed like a freaking a pub brawler, so I already know he's gonna turn heel. <laughs> like, he can only be faced for so long. Like, he was a pub yeah. brawler for most of SmackDown, he can't be a pub brawler that's nice. So, I do see Drew retaining. But AJ with that belt around him is never a bad idea. Exactly. It hits. It's, it's, it's yeah. wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. I'm glad it's not as predictable as it usually is. Yeah, I think Drew goes over. I just think it's going to be a lot of shenanigans. I think the Miz, they do like a fake, oh, I'm going to cash in. Sheamus gets involved to stop them in that kind of way. And then probably AJ's manager gets involved somehow and probably slams somebody off the top of the ladder into the off a tape into a table or some shit like that. You know, it helps you capitalize in some way or another. You know, he he keeps his belt. I think they'll probably if not teased that same night is definitely like Chris said. I think it'll be teased the next that following the Monday where Sheamus and um Drew get ready for for the Rumble probably. Yeah. 
It just it makes sense. I also got an interesting question about AJ because he's in an interesting spot right now. Like he's not in a bad spot. He's like like in between everything right now. Like he's still you know he's a main eventer, but they don't need to put the belt on. He doesn't need the belt. Yeah, he's bigger you know, than the belt. He's good. Like, he, he's he's bigger, than, bigger right. than the belt. He's bigger stars. than the belt right now. So my question is, what kind of match do you do you set him up for Mania this year? Who it's too early to tell. It's still too early to tell. Like after the Rumble, you kind of get better image of that for people like mm-hmm. him. So it's too early to really tell. Like for all I know, he he fights Keith Lee. For all I know, but that's even that's too early to tell. So uh, next, Roman versus Kevin Owens. I'm already calling this match of the night. Uh, somebody who could finally talk shit back to uh, Roman Reigns is gonna be fun. Uh, as much as I like both of these guys, Roman Reigns is that nigga, and he's going to probably beat the living shit out of Kevin Owens <laughs> or choke that man out. But it's going to be a hell of a fight. It's really going to be a hell of a fight. And this is also a TLC match. Uh, I don't know if this is the pinning type, but uh, I got Roman winning this easily. Like That belt's not coming off Roman no time soon. Yep. Yeah, Roman. Roman got it. Yeah, so this is his time. This is it's his show. This, as he would probably say, this is his world. We just living in it right now. Exactly. So, it'd be I also cool. think he's gonna beat his cousin again. Gee, it's gonna be he's going to beat Jay for so for whatever reason. He's just going to beat him. Take that nigga Jay like, don't get your ass in this ring and help me, man. It's a TLC, I think man. Jay is taking the most chair shots this year, too. That's unfortunate, so. And that was literally in a two-month span. You like that sometimes. Yep, it do. But I think that's it for wrestling. Uh, nothing fun or interesting happened on AEW besides staying out. We recorded late last week, so. Impact stuff. Impact, I think it was tonight. Kenny Omega is back with the Good Brothers, such and such. That's Anlos. That's that's Anderson, Carl Anderson, and Gallows. Yep. Um. So they're still doing the Impact AEW thing, and you know, yep. keeping those two shows. Uh, intertwined. Perfect scenario. That could be AEW's second show, so you can have. You know, more people get over instead of the same WWE guys. Yep. And but even right now, that's three or two former WWE niggas he's associated with. So yeah, but they they you really don't count them. Yeah. Because they they made and still made their big enough Bullet Club in Japan, especially Carl Anderson. Like Gallows, yeah, he's been everywhere. But Carl Anderson, that Japan life or something even before Gallows. Mm-hmm. People forget Carl. I mean, not Carl. Um, Luke Gallows. Remember Festus? That was him. Yeah. If you don't also know, also part of Straight Edge Society. That too. Um, but uh, it, it should be cool for them. I'm not a big AEW watcher, so I have zero. It's neither here nor there. Me, like I literally have zero care for. But not in a bad way. It's just like I don't really watch AEW. I try to keep up with it because it's popular. Um, but oh, I'm just oh yeah, something. Oh yeah, something else did happen. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Brandy Rose threw water at Shaq. 
for some odd reason. So back to things that was important with AD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it should be good. I like that. Honestly, it give impact more shack impact. I don't want to call it solid because that'd be me lying as, as if I actually watch it because I don't. Um, but I do enjoy them doing this little merger type thing. But it's pretty nice AEW to try to let impact some viewers, even if it is only like 300,000. So, Scooter Hill has access TV. Um, but yeah. All right. All right, cool. Yep, that's it for wrestling. Let's go ahead and get into hooping, that basketball talk. Uh, like, so we're going to do our Western Conference preview, and we got Giannis to talk about, but I'd rather kind of hit James. No, let's talk Giannis first. Let's go. Let's do Giannis first. So, that's the big news. Yeah, that is the biggest of news, and Giannis talk can lead to James Harden talk. So uh, Giannis has signed his Supermax, right, and he still had a week before the deadline, but Giannis has signed his five-year, $225 million extension. And technically, the contract worth as a whole is technically six years, $256 million, because you factor in this year as well. So Giannis is pretty much has cemented himself as a young black man that's doing all that he can, and he's a young black man that's rich. And he's going to have $50 million in his bank account at the age of 31. Um, amazing. I'm. I knew he was gonna resign. I knew it. I had to feel it. What I don't want to hear is. Oh my fault. I'll just kill okay. something. Go ahead. I'm like, damn, Chris about to call me out my bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I had a feeling that like, yo, he gonna stay because the chess moves. Where would he go that somebody not giving up their whole entire team? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, max contracts is a detriment to a team more than they think they are. It's always going to be in a player's ball court. Mm-hmm. Put shit on paper when I say this. Max contracts is always going to be in a player's ball court. Because at any time, a player can say, I want out. And now he has the chips in his hand. Look at Harden and Houston. No matter how good Houston Rockets is, there will always be that feeling of Harden don't want to be there. In front office, within the media, within the team, it will always be that feeling. Especially that thing coming out of saying, even with John Mark Wall, his, 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 his conscience is still the same if he don't want to play it. So, with all that, Harden can literally take this money, which is completely fucking guaranteed. And in the middle of next year, say, this is not a winning culture. It is toxic for my health. I want out. <laughs> Which is evil as hell. Extremely evil. Oh, by the way. Well, who didn't big... do it? I, well, what? nobody's done it. Contract? Wait, in their first year? Not in their first year. Within two, I should say. Westbrook did it within nobody's two. Nobody's ever done it within the first two. Westbrook gone. Oh, well, Westbrook was a weird situation because I think he knew, I think he, at least in his original mind, he thought OKC was ready to, uh, what you'll call it, uh, rebuild. Uh, 
Yeah, the Westbrook and OKC situation is a little different because they came to a mutual agreement before. Yeah, they they legit saying, "Hey, we want to rebuild." You, where do you want to go? Once he knew that they were getting, once he knew they were getting rid of Paul George, they he was like, "Okay, let's talk about this." Yeah, um, that's different. That was more like, "We want to rebuild. We know you want to compete. Where do you want to go?" Um. What else? Uh, I'm trying to think what else. But like every max contract guy, the only people that stayed or that staying so far is that you that that been had the contracts, right? Right, Bron, he ain't really gonna go nowhere. Steph, that whole city is built around him at this point. That's it. I was thinking of one more person, but it's, I don't it's, think. A, it's Dame at this point. Dame. I don't think it's Dame. Dame just don't. Dame, Dame, I think Dame is the lowest paid out of all the max players. No, he's think, one of the yeah. highest paid out of the max players. No, I just looked at the top ten. Tobias Harris is paid more than him. Jesus Christ, man! Why? Is... Yeah, hold on. Oh, shout to Tobias Harris, but damn. Yo, yo, no, Daryl Morey. There is a list that has been going around <laughs> of all the top paid players in the league. Why? Why? He's about to cap. Highest value NBA contract. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, Ben Simmons, Paul George, Damian Lillard. I could have sworn Dane was at 200. Dane was at 200. And Tobias Harris is at 180. Bro, I could have sworn Dane was at 200. It's probably at 176 now because the year is it's been like a year or two, right? I think it was vi- oh okay. I think it's probably was like, valued when he signed the when he signed the extension. It was valued at two hundred million. Then the max itself was just one hundred seventy six. That's probably what happened. Because I'm like, yeah, and that's why it's like Dame is the lowest paid out of all the nice players, bro. And it's like of the names you mentioned, the only people, who, the people who outright just don't deserve maxes is Chris Middleton and uh, Tobias Harris. Paul George, but we and, don't get to that one. Oh, uh, I forgot about Paul George's contract. We gotta talk about that bullshit. That shit just got bigger too. You think wild, bro. Yeah, um, we we got to talk about that right after this, honestly. But well, no, we'll talk about Paul George when we talk about the Clippers. But uh, um, but yeah, I'm happy. It's great. I'm not with that Paul Pierce bullshit. He's out to jump about. He got that old school mentality. This ain't no fucking old school mentality. The, okay, old school people didn't move around because they couldn't. They couldn't. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was it was like G. You saw what happened to Scottie Pippen, G. G. Niggas took money because they wanted they couldn't they they needed money. Scottie, literally, if the owner Jerry Reinsdorf, who's very cheap by the way, literally tells you, bro, I'm not changing how much money this is. You can get more. Try to get more money, and Scottie was like, no, nah, I'm gonna take my chances. Then, bro, you G. Come on, Angie. Michael Jordan wasn't even the highest paid player. He didn't even have the highest max contract in the league when he was 
getting, I think, when he was on his second contract run with the Bulls. It wasn't until, like, like the they last – it wasn't until the last three P where Mike was getting, like, 20, 30 million a year. But, yeah, it's – And even still, no, like, what the hell? There, there was no uh, loyalty. Like, no. The players could have moved around and what the fuck have. Exactly. I'm glad we brought this up, too, because this really debunks the whole thing. It's like there's no such thing as loyalty in this league. It's not so really supposed to be technically. You're, no, you're in the business. Exactly. It's like right. they can't get rid of it. If they, you could be the best player in the league. If they decide one day, we don't want you anymore. We want such and such. He might not be better than you. But if oh. they want him, they're going to go get him. Bro. Clay, you talk about loyalty. You think the, you think the Golden State is loyal to the Spurs, bro? Or you think Golden State loyal to Larry O'Brien? That nigga Bill Myers is looking every way possible. Bobble Bill, whatever the hell his name is, Bill Bob Myers is looking for ways to get rid of Clay's contract. And no offense to Clay, we love you on this podcast. We hope to have you on here one day. But bro, Clay's contract is is probably the worst valued contract in the NBA right now. And it's because he, he literally has two of the worst injuries you can have as a hooper. Yeah, so it's like, and if, like, going back to Daytrail's point, they gave them that money because they got them chips. Let them have 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 lost. No, even if they got the chips. All I'm trying to say is, that Larry O'Brien is more, uh, it's the Larry O'Brien, right? Yeah. Because the, yeah. the yeah, Super Bowl yeah, is yeah. The, the, what is it, Bill Lombardi or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, Bill Lombardi, yeah. yeah. All right, the Larry O'Brien. That Larry O'Brien is more important than Clay Thompson for them. It is. That's why yeah. they so happily left upon that first pick. I mean, third, whatever they had. That's why they gave Steph all that money. That's why they is still trying to move pieces in order to attract another star. It's Trust me, you're going to see a lot of Kelly Oubre and goddamn Andrew Wiggins in that offense because I'm pretty sure their goal is to try to move them for somebody else yeah. like a James Harden. Um, and I'm telling you right now, if Clay wasn't paying 100 and, what, 90 million, he will not be a Golden State Warrior right now. Hey, I'm sorry, G. Steph just did some he shit. <laughs> Yo, Steph just did some shit. <laughs> The way he just split this defense, G, was just nasty, bro. <laughs> it was nasty, bro. Hold on, hold on. I'm about to do, I'm about to... G, he literally split the defense with a behind the back. I think he accidentally passed it to the teammate. And then he passed it right back to him and got the layup, bro. Yo, man, look. Steph might be fun to, fun to watch. I still hate that nigga. But, bro, that was beautiful. Oh, Steph is in effect, man. It, that was beautiful, G. Yeah, bro. I, I I absolutely love Steph Curry and how he plays the game. He personally, I, I, I really wanted to pick him on my My League team. I'm trying to say this without lying because I didn't, you know, have any other choices, but I don't believe in the preseason hype. I'm letting that be known. I don't believe it. Uh, and also, that's the Sacramento Kings defense. That shit is ass. Um, but... Shouts to Steph Curry for being what he is and who he is. I just saw that shit too, and I probably wanted to tell the coach to call a timeout so I could sit the fuck down because I'm not going to deal with that 
in a fucking preseason game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd like Claire. So this loyalty thing is not the. And Giannis felt like I want. Yeah, I, I do believe Giannis wants to be a player that's immortalized like Kareem to say, and and that nigga Oscar Robinson, but more of Kareem because Oscar Robinson wanted to win the shit to that tall didn't get enough. But to say. I brought a chip to Milwaukee. And then, in all honesty, he get one more star that's slightly good or better than fucking Chris Middleton. And he could say, I brought a star to Milwaukee partly by my fucking self. He literally needs one other fucking player that's not as good as him, but better than fucking Chris Middleton. Wait, and wait. That, that's what I'm saying. Not as good as him, but better than Chris Middleton. He needs like a Bradley Bill. Not as good as Griefried, but fucking better than Chris Middleton. Don't need a James Harden, because James Harden is as good as Griefried. But he can do it. Even though Griefried said, oh, I could be a number two or three type guy, that shit not happening. I wouldn't even, if I'm the coach, nigga, you're not my number two. Nigga, is Braun standing next to you? Is AD standing next to you? Is KD standing next to you? Is Steph Curry standing next to you? No? All right, you number one. Um... I have no choice. And I want to see him do it. Are we going to laugh at the first and second round exits? Yes. But when Green Freak wins the title, and I'm sorry, he is going to win the title eventually. It's going to be good to see. He can be a Dirk Nowitzki when the, the fucking plan is just a land right. In the- when, when did his December 21st happen? Oh man, Griffey, Griffey, really gonna be fucking. Bro, the league, going, the gonna turn into real life NBA Jam December twenty first. <laughs> Over with. You talking about the league gonna be coming in like NBA Jam? That nigga boy, that nigga boy, that nigga Griffey boy. Zion really gonna be a whole monster. No, Zion gonna be a monster. Griffey gonna be goddamn century for Marvel. That's <laughs> a fucking god on us. That nigga, what? She. All he has to literally do is step on the court. Bucket. <laughs> Bucket. Hey, look, if, if Giannis is century, then, uh, hey, who, who LeBron then? Shit. You got back there. Who LeBron then? But all valid points. Like, I want to see Giannis win. Hey, uh, he got to be uh, that overpowered Superman, though. But uh, but anyway, back to, uh, but yeah, but Giannis, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy. That he, I'm happy in a sense like, okay, I'm not going to sit and say I'm happy he ain't going to sit there and chase a ship, chip because at the end of the day, everybody wants a championship. If, okay, I want to say everybody, but there's multiple players who have a desire to win. to win. Yeah, we know he wants to win and he wants to win his way. And I respect that a lot. And the fact that he said, I'm a, I want to do it here in Milwaukee, I respect it even more because... Winning in a small t- in a, a small market kind of elevates those championships. Like even if you just win that one, it's like well, at the end of the day, like hey, it's like Dirk's one. Especially depending on who who it's against, it's like oh shit. Well, Dirk did it against Braun while on the way he swept Kobe. Yep. So like it it it, it elevates it, especially if, if their journey is crazy, and. Now, will I sit and say, like, does Giannis have a team where he can do that this year? 
he's going to have to play out his goddamn mind all playoffs because I just don't believe in Chris Middleton being your number two. But if he, like like they should say, if he was to get a Giannis, you know, I think I'm throwing Harden out there because, gee, like at the end of the day, Harden's the greatest scorer ever, at least right now. Not ever, but right now he's one of the greatest scorers. With Giannis, it's like, my God, that's a cheat code. But um, if you can just get somebody who can be like that legit, his that number two or somebody who, who's just as equally as good as him, it's like, yo, in the East, rest in peace. There's nothing you can do. And then niggas have no, no place to really hide no more because niggas is going, leaving the West because Brian and AD there. And you can't really go East because now you got Giannis and insert a great teammate. So right, it's either you become you become a role player for one of them teams, or you become it's either you, know, you better sit there and be a fucking competitor. Ain't no running. You don't got you don't have no choice. Exactly, it's called be a damn competitor, G. So it's gonna make the league better. It makes yeah, the league and, better, and this also does make the league better because once again, your stars are spread it out across the league, which is a good thing. And I mean actual stars. I'm not sitting there talking about. Goddamn Mookie, goddamn Blaylock on a goddamn Hawks being considered a star. No, <laughs> we're we're talking about actual goddamn All Star level caliber players. G. So you know what I mean. So it's a good thing for the league. I'm happy for Giannis. I'm happy like his like his story uh, is is really interesting in itself because later he was struggling in life in Greece as a young black male, and now he's one of the richest niggas to ever come from Greece since uh, Alexander the Great. So. Shout out to that nigga. Uh, it's gonna be or should really be considered now the highest paid international player ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is easily until Luca oh, no. gets until Luca gets that young fifty mil a year yeah. from uh from my yeah. boy uh, Mark Cuban. Yeah, Mark Cuban. <laughs> Mark Cuban just gave that nigga what's his name Jay Burrell like two million, then fucking waved him. Exactly. It was like, hey, thanks. Like, you I was part of that twenty eleven team, so. You probably gonna get that nigga a front office job too, so Exactly. Like, yeah. Like Mark Cuban is backing up the bricks truck for Luca, my nigga. Especially oh, they like might not Luka. make the playoffs either. But that's true. Mm. Mm. Okay. But uh so yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about James Harden. Uh James Harden has finally arrived to camp as of I think what was it, Sunday he finally arrived to camp. Uh mm-hmm. after being a groupie. And I will play this clip because it's pretty mandatory to play this clip. But uh, Harden finally has arrived to camp. He has completed the COVID protocol. I mean protocols. So he's he's he played today in a preseason game. So he's cleared to play. The funny thing with Harden is G. Just in the workout video that they showed on ESPN yesterday, the nigga looked in shape. And then next thing you know, you see that nigga in warm ups. He's fat. So he's like a. And women, please forgive me, and please don't get offended what I'm about to say. He's like a woman who's who's on her period. She gets a little bloated. And, and, and I know that's fucked up to say, but it's a true thing. Because women always say, I feel bloated. That's Harden when he wears warm-ups. The nigga just look fat at the most random of his times. And it's no shade, because, hey, look, man, it be that way. Now, still I may get canceled, 30. but canceled is good. What you said, Tyler? I say he's still gonna drop thirty regardless. Exactly, like G. Harden was never a nigga that had a damn six pack. That nigga looking like goddamn uh, Gucci man and still giving niggas thirty. 
so it's like it's hilarious that. that they said that that picture got Rick Ross trending on Twitter though. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so Rick Ross is. I mean, not, I mean James Harden is finally in camp. Uh, but that, it didn't come without no controversy. So of course I'm gonna play this clip that Stephen Jackson uh, stated on uh, on his IG. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that right now. What I don't want to hear is. James Harden did not like the owner of the team. The owner was on bullshit. Newsflash. All owners are on bullshit. Okay? All owners on bullshit. And how the owner on bullshit, James? He been paying you all his money and y'all ain't won shit. So he ain't on bullshit. He just want what he paying for. And that's some championships, some wins. I don't want to hear nothing about he like the owner he don't like the man damn all that he ain't gonna run no organization regardless what organization he go to the every owner is gonna be on bullshit every team he go to the owner gonna be on bullshit i don't know i don't know man maybe it's just me bro i don't know but you niggas is weird one to me it's just it's just simple james Harden don't want to be held accountable dan tony is the worst defensive coach in nba history Ain't gonna win shit. Ain't won shit as the head coach, and he easy to run over. So James is trying to continue to be around close to Dan Tony, so he can't be held accountable. And then again, what type of dude is you? The Rockets finally get a young black coach. A young black coach get an opportunity, and you don't want to show up to camp. You don't want to play for him. How that look? And you wonder why every time a black coach get a job, they put him in a bullshit situation. Look what you're doing. What a real one would do is go play for that black coach and make him look good and build with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, some real ones. But obviously, you want to chase rappers around. All right. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh... Still, the funniest thing I got out of that was James Harden is a rapper groupie. It's no lies told in regards to that because the nigga really did went to Lil Baby's birthday party where it was a super spreader joint. Uh, and you went to both parties, the one in Atlanta and Vegas. That's some groupie ass shit. That, that's that's some groupie ass shit, G. I'm sorry. Like, Send that nigga to the Hawks. You want to be with that man so much? Send him to the Hawks. Exactly. That nigga a Prada bag because he was proud of him. That's sus. It's very sus. I'm not buying no man no purse, G. I'm not buying no man more than one honey bun. <laughs> you got 40 of them bitches. That's uh, you smiling in the back watching him look at honey bun. And then you bought him a watch. Nigga, you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this man. That is a man. Not your brother. Not your blood. A man. Hey, look. If that's your walk of life, us at threes in the ring, we don't care. Love for you love. But you are, you a groupie. You just gotta accept it. You're a groupie with a lot of money. You are a wealthy groupie. Groupie. It's alright, you know, little sus. A little bit on the little bit on the rent side. It's okay. Well, yeah, like like Daytrus said, it's, it's very extreme. Like, literally, like me and Daytrus, the bestest of friends. Now, I, I did buy Daytrus a controller, but that was because I that was his it was his birthday, and I was hurting hearing him deal with controller drift. 
but that was me being a great friend. Daytra went out his way to freaking find a way to get me a big baller brand t-shirt. I respect it was very that. hard to do. Exactly. So literally, and, and it's just like, hey, it's because we, we're homies. We're best friends. I wouldn't be Can't mad. Little baby just became a rapper. Literally, little baby's probably no older than Daytrail. And so it's like, gee, I want you to think about that. James Harden is almost 30. No, like, James Harden is 30. James Harden is 30. So literally, like, bro, no. It, it, like, I don't care. I, like, no. No. <laughs> it's weird. So that is some rapper goofy shit. It really is. Like, if not, he was doing this for a stripper. Hey, simp sometimes, my nigga. But this is another grown ass man that he's kind of really did the most for. And Did we find the title for the show? James Harden is a goofy? Dude, I'm tired of naming episodes after James Harden, bro. I'm tired <laughs> of it at this point. Like, I think he's he's getting close to the most titles named after him. So, but, and plus, I would like to have James Harden on the episode one day, so I don't want to burn too many bridges. But, point is, Steven Jackson had made a lot of valid points about just Harden and just kind of being a goofy and a lame in regards to how he's handling the situation. He's handling it very poorly. He's not really looking out for Steven Silas, a black man who really got, a, who lucked into a really good coaching gig because clearly the Rockets is not trying to rebuild as hard as they think they are and all of that. So, and even then, like I know still preseason, John Wall looks really freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> like I like it, it's he's still not as it's not prime wizards John Wall, but he still looks like John Wall. Like you can tell he actually took his rehab and all that very freaking serious. And plus John Wall is a freaking point guard point guard. Like yeah, he's athletic and can boom niggas, but he wants to make his teammates better. And that's gonna benefit Harden even more. Because, for one, you don't got to freaking ball dominate and all of that. And so, it's just like, gee. And, and John Wall play off ball better than Westbrook can, I believe. But A lot better. So, it's like, gee, you're still in a good position. And even no matter if – and the only way, like, you could push to Brooklyn, but it's like, gee, I just don't believe That's it's not- going to – it's not going to work there, gee, <laughs> as well people think it is. And then – Philly, I think, is your best-case scenario because you can still be you there. In the perfect world, literally, if I'm the Bucks, I'm calling Rockets about about James Harden in a perfect world, but I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, even if you, you, you could still be at the West and still be the best, you're still the best shooting guard in the league. Like, gee, like, if anything, like, if you could do it with this team... Do Luka classifies... Yeah, you right. Sure, Va- well, I yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, yeah. Luca probably win MVP this season too. Maybe yeah. they can make the playoffs. I don't yeah. know. He got the competition. Yeah, yeah he, he almost won the playoffs. At this point, he's still James Harden. Still technically the best shooting guard in the league, but Luca is on a well-paced track because technically his position is shooting guard. Even though that nigga plays point guard, technically. And small forward. And small forward. So, Luka plays multiple goddamn positions. But point in and all of this is just this. James Harden, you you just handled it really goofy. And if he was just 
look at the broader picture and be like, hmm, I can really, like, this Rock, like, the Rockets really look like, even though it's against the Bulls and, like, that Bulls team is still trying to figure out and Billy Donovan is still trying to figure out who he who's going to be what on that team. Without James Harden, they still was very competitive. They looked good. Boogie, Boogie actually looks really good and healthy. John Wall looks really good and healthy. I haven't seen P.J. Tucker, but he's bitching about, well, no. If any, if somebody who has the right to be mad is P.J. Tucker. Like, he, I think, the fact that he's, he's playing off non-guaranteed contract, I'll be triggered too. Give me my money. So I understand P.J. Tucker's anger above anybody else. I don't Harden, ship that man to Beijing. All he do is to like to wear shoes anyway. That man, that man, that, that, that man, I'm be able to lock up A.B. Fucked. Okay. No such thing. Look, man, it's something this league yeah, is prepared for. Now we know the whole purpose in that series. <laughs> and then when you switched on Bud, Bud was like he turned the clock ten years on you. <laughs> then your house is going to eventually steal his job. So I wouldn't even. The Rockets, I wouldn't yeah, even look, care. Man. So, but even then, like I said, the Rockets still going to be a competitive team. If Harden, if if Harden is super motivated and gives a damn. At the very best, they can be a fourth seed, but I'm not putting them there. That's I'm believing too much in that team, but that's too much. Well, that team, team is like so. a fucking lottery team, boy. <laughs> With Harden, you know, one injury away from a lottery. Team. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. See, that's different. I used to see there we go, uh, injury away. But regards, they they're going to be in that seven seven six five talk, regardless. But it's a respectable team. And I think Steven Sides actually looks like he knows what the hell the offensive scheme is besides ISO James Harden for like 24 seconds, 20 seconds and pass the ball. It looks like a system's being played. So give it a chance, my brother. Like, yes, it's in a perfect world. Does James Harden deserve to be in that conversation of like, hey, he just needs a ring to solidify him? Definitely. But guess what? This is the NBA. There's a lot of all-time greats. Excuse me, that don't have championships. Plenty. Like, you have an MVP to legitimize you. You at least have a couple, you know, they're in the negative light, negative playoff moments. You could be Dominique Wilkins. You could easily be Dominique Wilkins. Just known for literally just, well, simply just being known to blow it in the playoffs. But at the same time, Dominique has the excuse to say, I had to see Larry Bird, the Pistons, and baby Michael Jordan. James Harden still has the same excuse, but at least he has MVPs and scoring titles to say, hey, I did all I can do. But trying to force a move to Brooklyn is not going to be it. I understand why you want to go East. It sounds easier. But the top of the East is still beastly because that second round is not going to be no joke. Yeah, it's going to be fun to knock out the Bulls, Wizards, Pacers. Yeah, that's fun. That's easy. But in that second round, you're still going to see the Celtics. You're going to see the Bucks. You're going to see the Nets on whatever team that you decide to be on or Philly, whatever team. That that second round ain't going to be no joke. And if you make it past that second round, that third round ain't going to be no joke. It's not going to be an easy ride in the East. Yeah, then you do all yeah. that just to run into a fucking Lakers squad that's the best team in the league right now. Exactly. For what? Just just, just to hold an L. So, 
And let's remember, the Rockets do not have to trade you right now. They got rid of one of the players. They literally have you for three years. Two, if you decide to opt out, but I think you're touching a lot of money. I'm not about to let you take that risk, especially because, for one, you're 33 at the end of this contract. (laughs) So, like, uh, nah. And so, so with Harden... Look, bro, just love yourself, bro. Love yourself. Now, maybe if you could fool, unless Miami just say, fuck it. Hey. But I don't even think Miami's going to say, fuck it. <laughs> I don't think so. They, they list that man, um, I think, either Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson as untouchable. So that's, that's how Nigga, serious I'm they sorry. are. They might be right For now. For a former MVP. Them crackers should not be untouchable shit. <laughs> and that's they, just me that's keeping the G real. It's, it, because you got to factor in this with Miami. Giannis is gone. <laughs> Giannis <Yeah>. is gone. <laughs> so, even for the Raptors. The Raptors kind of hold the L too. Giannis is gone. Now, your best bet is hoping that Kawhi... It's saying. I was just about to say you have a hmm. sliver of hope there with Kawhi. Hmm. L.A. is nice, but hmm, we not winning here. And LeBron and AD for some reason keeps getting better. I can't guard that man. I'm getting older. My quads is on fire. Hmm. Do I go back down to the six and be a king over there? I could do that. They love me over there. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Or I could go to Miami, South Beach, hit up Dr. Miami. He might be able to give me some new quads. You never know. Play and just enjoy the palm trees and good water. LeBron he told me about to the Miami, palm trees Chris. and good water. You said what? You ain't going to Miami. Yeah, I Let know me go get a Chicago Bull before you in Miami. That sounds like a very Chicago Bull-ass move. It'll probably get the city going. They're like, oh, man, we got, as Doc Rivers once Speak said. Martin, like, you probably get somebody to come with him. Why? His boy Paul George gone. <laughs> it, it literally. Somebody said that. Free, hey, that somebody said the next free agency class just came ass out of nowhere. <laughs> It is. This is a free agency class. Literally, Giannis, Giannis said, hey, I'm taking the bag. It's literally Kawhi is the hot commodity again. <laughs> oh, man. But and whenever Portland figures out that it's just not going to work with just Dame. Dame, did, Dame is, too, is too loyal to a fault. That's the problem with Dame. He's too damn loyal. So, that's... Whatever in itself, but uh, I think that's I think that's it for that. So let's go ahead and do our Western Conference preview. Uh, so a lot to talk about in terms of the Western Conference, the deepest conference, of course, in terms of teams and talent. Uh, a lot of teams who could potentially do it. Uh, so I think best way to go at this is pretty much going at each team at a time. Unlike last week, because literally we know what goes on in the East. It's just, it's the East. Uh, so let's go ahead. 
The team I think that's going to have the worst record in this conference is probably either going to be the Kings or the uh, Timberwolves again. So, Timberwolves, I think, is going to have the worst record. And it's not by, like, they're going to be the worst team in the league, worst record. Cat and D'Lo is going to be competitive. I just don't see them being good enough to beat a lot of teams because the others ain't shit. And I don't think Cat, and no, no shade towards Cat because Cat literally is probably going to go through it most of this year. Literally. So, I'm not going to be too hard on Cat, but I think Cat going to realize playing with your best friend, play, choosing D'Lo to be the best friend to play with ain't it. And it's going to be one step closer to Cat just saying, I'm one out. So this is going to be the first step, especially that the worst uh, record. So any other thoughts on the Timberwolves? I think they can make it, but given my thinking about it again, they probably don't. The West is so fucking stacked. Bro. It's stacked as hell. No, it's always like this, but godly. Because you want to put the Warriors in, you know, I don't think the Warriors get in. You want to put teams like the Timberwolves in, the Spurs is young, even though the Spurs probably ain't going to go in. You got Phoenix that you want, but probably fail too. Blazers always, you know, talking, but, you know, there's a chance, chance not happening. They also got a good rookie in, uh, what's that nigga name? Giles? Is it Giles? Are you talking about the Timberwolves? No, the Blazers. Uh... They got Jason Tatum thought he was a better player than him. Jason Tatum thought that Giles nigga was a better player than him. Harry Giles? Yes. He's not Jason a rookie. He's been in the league for like three years now. Oh, well, he getting the only reason I thought he was a rookie was because he getting fucking what's my politic. But Jason thought he was a better player. So he's good. Um I don't see him fucking playing that much, but he's good. Um what else? I don't know. I just don't. The Timberwolves got a lot. That eighth seed is going to be fucking war. So thank God for that play-in tournament. <laughs> play-in tournament. That's going to be must-see TV. It's must-see. They, they, that eighth seed, you're the fighting. fucking Sacramento versus Memphis Grizzly or some shit like that. They don't want to shoot myself. Yeah, I'm good on seeing that because uh, I forgot the Grizzlies is not really going to be in that conversation either this year. Uh... <laughs> They definitely not. Once again, the West is too damn good, and I think John Morant fans is gonna uh get their feelings hurt. But uh, I think Zion fans getting their feelings hurt too. It's a possibility. Even though that Nick, like I, I, I just I'm I, I gotta watch that preseason game they played because like I just want to see how he scored his buckets. I want to see specifically him. Bro, they trapped him like they trapped Giannis. Yeah. Some of it. They trapped that nigga like they trapped Giannis. Mm. Hey. And the detriment uh, of that team is going to be the fact that you gave Brandon Ingram that money and you're eventually going to have to let him go for for that big ass nigga to be the main player on that team. So, it is what it is. But uh, the Kings. I, Kings, honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's. It, and it's not because I like a lot of their players. I like De'Aaron Fox. I like Marvin Bagley. Buddy Hill's really good, but Buddy Hill wants to leave Sacramento immediately. Uh, they have somebody else on their team I like. 
I don't like Harrison Barnes, but Harrison Barnes is just Harrison Barnes is at his best when he's a ass like he's a great player on an ass team. So he fits the Kings. He's literally the ideal king. Uh, it's just Luke Walton is the coach. And as long as Luke Walton is that coach, I don't believe they're going to be a great team. Like, they're not going to be in the play-in tournament talk at all. I strongly believe that. I believe the Timberwolves have a better chance. But in turn, but, and then with the Kings, their main thing is also going to be health. Uh, can Marvin Bagley play more than ten, five games in a row? Because I have yet to see that at all. And I want Bagley to prosper, but I need, like, play more than five games in a row, bro. De'Aaron Fox, just continue to be better, but you got to max now. You got to play up to that level. But Luke Walden's that team's coach, and I just think he's a very piss-poor coach. Very piss-poor. So, so shout out to Alvin Gentry getting that job. I hope Alvin Gentry gets that job soon because he's the assistant head coach. He's the assistant, so I'm hoping he steals that man's job. Look, man, What's Alvin the Gentry. Difference? Alvin Gentry at least knows how to coach. <laughs> oh no, that nigga had Anthony Davis on that team before, bro. Look, man. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Davis with as the only offensive player on that team, G. What you wanted that man to do? <laughs> what you wanted him to do? <laughs> He did what he could do. Drug him to the eighth seat. Exactly. That's all he could do. AD did the best he could with what he could do. But uh and Ivan Gentry did the best he could do as well. Did Boogie and then just the unfortunate thing is Boogie's Achilles imploded. That's literally the cause and effect of everything. If Boogie's Achilles never imploded, we it, it's the biggest what if for the Pelicans keeping Anthony Davis. But yeah, so Alvin Gentry is my uh is the biggest move the Kings gonna make is Alvin Gentry becoming the interim head coach eventually. Uh, let's go ahead talk about the Grizzlies. Uh, shout out to that reality check they're gonna have. John Moran's still gonna have a really great season. I could, he's gonna force himself to average a double double this year. It's gonna be very Westbrook like. It's just niggas gonna be so amazed by the dunks that they're not gonna bitch and complain about it. Because who else is on that team? And oh well, no, I take this back. If Jerry and Jackson stays healthy for the whole season, they'll be in the playing tournament talk. But if not, John Murray is about to force us up to average twenty and ten. Force it. Nothing else. Yeah, I mean they could they could I think at best the playoff tournament is where they they'll be at, and they probably still won't. I just think the the West is gonna be overly competitive and it's not that AC is gonna be packed to hell. Look, I personally like John Morant, but I only know two players on that Memphis Grizzly team. That's John Morant and Jerry Jackson. The fact that I know more players on that team than you. Nigga, okay, name the whole fourteen man roster. I'm not about to name the whole fourteen man roster, but Dylan Brooks, John Morant. Juntees Wislow, Jarian Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark. That's six, so that's a rotation. 
They're not making the playoffs. Man. They're not making the playoffs. Them niggas can't even win a bubble seeding game. They got their ass torched. Gee, they they couldn't win not one. They only won one game, and the one game was to ensure that they get into the playing game. They wasted people's time. Gee, they was a waste of time. Gee, John Morant could have went home sooner. Gee, and he said, "No, nah, I don't want to go home." <laughs> you freaking dumbass. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So no no love for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, let's go ahead. Uh, the Pelicans. No, 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 Spurs. Let's do the Spurs first because the Pelicans, I know, we might spend a bit. Same time. thing, same thing that we said about the Memphis Grizzlies. But Pop is the head coach, so it's not as bad. And DeMar DeRozan and Lamarcus Aldridge is a combo. We still have yet to see, you know, do something. That team is literally in the middle ground. And I don't see them making the playoffs either. Me neither. It, it, the only reason, and once again, they. they they will be in the playing tournament range because Pop is the coach. Solely because Pop is the coach, I'm giving them that. But other than that, I'm not putting too much stock on them unless no, nah, I, I can't even say if De, if DeRozan has a like a back, bounce back year. It's going to fall on DeJounte Murray going to the next level because niggas is high on DeJounte Murray. I like DeJounte Murray. He always locks me up on 2K for some odd reason. But I like Murray. But unless DeJounte Murray becomes Tony Parker 2.0 without fucking his teammates' wives, then, hey. But I don't see that happening yet. But they'll be be in games. They're going to have some competitive games because Pop is the coach. Rosen ain't no bitch, and the Marcus Aldridge continues to exist. So, so yeah, yeah. I agree. Spurs are just in a weird spot as a franchise. It's like they're not terrible, but they're not nowhere near as good as they used to be. And it's like Pop's time is just dwindling down. Dwindling down. Has the San Antonio Spurs been for the last? The man has made the Spurs have a. A decade and a half of excellence. Two decades of excellence. Yeah, you can't ask for more. Nothing better than that. Is it really two decades of excellence or is it really two decades of... I'm here. Yeah, okay. I, think I would say higher... more like a good 15 years a good fifteen years of excellence and maybe like five years worth of... Okay, no, because you know. 15 years is kind of disrespectful because you're, you're not counting 99. Five championships. Five championships. Five out of 20 is really good because some teams don't even get I know, I know. Five championships. Spurst out between what? You had the last championship of of the 90s, of 99. You uh, got one in 2003. Yeah, 2003 because the the Lakers was old. 2000, 2001, 2002. Yeah, 2003. You beat LeBron. You beat LeBron's ass in 2007. You beat LeBron's ass again in two. Wait, I feel like I forgot. Didn't they beat LeBron in 05? No, they beat, no the they, beat the they beat the Pistons in 05. They beat the Pistons in 05. They beat the Pistons. Yeah, so okay. They beat the Knicks in 99. They beat the Nets in 2003. The 2005, they beat the Pistons. 05. 
one day we're going to watch that can. series. G. I'm making Datro watch that series. Uh, it's going to be very boring. 2007 was the Cavs, and then they win the final one in, in 2013. 14. 13, 13 14, whichever 14. one. Whichever year it is. 14. It was 14. Whichever year. So, so yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, yeah, that's 15 it. years. Yeah. No, and no they did have, they, this, this is their first time missing the playoffs in, yeah, 20 years. A little over 20 years. They, like, hey, man, he used to it. Yeah, like, it's just, they, that's just how it's, it, it's, it's that it's their time to dwindle down for a little bit and kind of reset. Yeah, it's it's like okay, They're, the perfect analogy to them is the it, comparison is the Patriots in the NFL. The Patriots are doing everything they can to stay relevant right now. Why? Because like your your greats just went away, and like the person who's supposed to keep the greatness going has fine went away, which is Kawhi. For the Patriots, it was technically Tom Brady was the consistent piece, but even over time, that dwindled. But over time, it's just like, well, damn, there's only so much that a great coach can really do if he doesn't have the talent around him. And or and then like when you do put the talent around, it's not the same quality of talent. They're not. They're not the. They're not the, the You don't have that a generational talent in, in Tim Duncan anymore. You don't have a a top a top three two way player in Kawhi anymore. You gotta work with, you know, all stars yeah. at best. Yeah, all stars, but even then it's like the conference that you dominated for so long it's got, got so much again. better. A lot better. And it's like you're also in the process of rebuilding. And also you're all t- like arguably the one of the greatest coaches ever knows his time is up. So it's just like he's still around because he just wants to put the pieces to go for the next person. So it's like it's like the Patriots. It's just like it's almost time to pass the keys. Like you're trying to prosper. Like the Patriots like like can't unfortunately Cam Newton at this point in his career is like DeRozan. It's dope to see he's gonna do some dope shit. But it's like Ain't Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know. It's it, it's not Tim Duncan and Pop, you know. It's not the same. It, it's just not. So it's just it's the Spurs is like unfortunate. Like it's it's like it's they're just there at that point. Which is like it's time the to Spurs just are break old it all man apart. Logan right now. It's, it's coming to an no, end. No, because old man Logan at least had one last run. Dirk was old man Logan. <laughs> Dirk was old man Logan, so that's probably a good analogy. Dirk was old man Logan. I might name the episode that, but um, but yeah, it's just you know, it's just time for the Spurs to just really just look themselves in the mirror, and say break it all down, and not probably not going to be this season, but because DeRozan opted in, but so that you're still going to be fake competitive. And I don't think when is really... Pop's last season on his contract? I don't know because coach's oh, contract. Did he give like a timetable of when? Of he when never, he, he never he did, like but you could just tell up. he's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. So when I, I think whenever he decides I'm I'm done, I think that's when they're going to be like, okay, this. Is... No, because even then, I will do it sooner. <laughs> it's like, bro. I would like, say it's probably coming within like a season or two. 
Yeah, so that's my point. Like, blow it up them. It's not like you're not about to get a star coming to San Antonio. Unless Kawhi literally apologized and said, okay, I'm sorry I was wrong. I shouldn't have left y'all. I could have probably had a championship more or two. But even then, he still has a championship, so he's not in the wrong, to be honest. But I ain't like Kawhi's about to come walking back. Um, it's a possibility, but I don't see it. Um, like, you're not about to bring a star. The Spurs was always built around bringing in, like, developing stars. So yeah. for that to happen, literally, David Robinson did all he could and took him freaking tearing the ACL and they got Tim Duncan. So, like, it, it's that time. It's just that time. It's that time where it's just like, and blow it all up. You can't do it this year. Every franchise got to go through this phase. Yeah, just every franchise. There's nothing wrong. And the Spurs is going to be able to build it back up. Like, you just time, it's your time to rebuild. Get, let DeJounte Murray be the number one option for the next year, two, three years, and you see what you can do. go from there. But, uh, Let's go ahead and talk about the Pelicans. Um, Pelicans is going to be, once again, a sexy pick for a lot of teams. Uh, it's just they're not the sexy pick for me. Now, they will be once again. They're, they're another team in the – I feel like they're guaranteed to be in a play-in tournament talk. They're guaranteed it. I like uh, Stan Van Gundy as a coach. He's going – like, I I still need to see more on what he what he plans to do. In terms with this roster, I think the biggest sin is not starting JJ Redick. I was just looking at the box score. I'm like, why is JJ Redick not starting? But uh, or he just didn't play that game. But JJ Redick needs to start. And I need and one thing that okay, the biggest red flag was Brandon Ingram said after the game they had yesterday or a couple days ago, they want me to shoot more threes. That's a major red flag because for one. That means the plan is to give Zion a lot of fucking touches in the, in inside because they know that fat nigga can't shoot. He'll get hot, but he can't shoot. If Brandon Ingram's gonna be relegated to be yo know, be the shoot more threes, you're fucking doomed <laughs> if that's the case. Because that nigga's not about to become Rashard Lewis. Because the ideal situation is that you do treat Zion like. Dwight Howard, in a way, just with a little bit more inside post moves because Zion actually has post moves, unlike Dwight. But at that, in Magic, I'm talking Magic Dwight Howard. But I feel like that limits who Ingram is because that was kind of the one problem that Ingram had with playing with LeBron in LA. They dang near turned that nigga to a spot up shooter. And yes, field goal percentage went up last year in terms of shooting threes. But the nigga's not a shooter. He's a scorer. He just took more smarter threes because he was just probably taking them off dribble. Lonzo starting is slowly becoming a better shooter, but still. they The main problem with that team for it to fully work is you don't have enough shooting. At all. But I'm optimistic because I like Van Gundy as a coach. He's a smart coach. He's far from a bad coach. He literally took freaking Dwight Howard and others to the finals. Just to get the ask about Kobe, but you still took him to the finals. So I like Van Gundy. I want to see where it goes, but they're playing tournament team. I don't see them making the playoffs, but they'll be in the conversation. They they're just a sexy pick. 
Um, I don't really, I don't see them. Yeah, they're like they're gonna be a playing tournament team, but I don't see them. This is just gonna be the year for the Pelicans to get Zion on TV as much as they freaking can. They want they. This is the era of Zion for them, and they just wanna they wanna put plaster him everywhere as much as they can. That's gonna be the main thing. They don't. I don't even. Granted, like you said, you know they have a good coach and Stan Van Gundy. You know he still needs to put a plan in place so we, you know see what they can do. But I don't think they're gonna be that good of a team to be honest. I just don't. It's just it's just being set up for it to. Like you said, it's gonna be a magic team, you know, with you know less talent around your Dwight, so to speak. You know, you have I don't I don't think Brandon Ingram is gonna finish out his his stint. In New Orleans, I think he's so. gonna get. He's probably gonna get traded at some point, depending on you know how well or how worse you know things might get between the you know the two parents. We have to. I would say you know still give it some time, but I don't see Brandon Ingram staying there. I think, like you said, it stunts his growth as a player and as you know all around player. Because he has a really like, good skill set. He. And I like his. I like him a lot. I actually. And not to say, you know, I'm not shitting on Zion or nothing, but I like Zion. I like Brandon Ingram's, you know, ceiling more than I like Zion's in a way. Yeah. And and I mean, and, and it's strictly in the offensive sense. Like, Zion can probably be whatever the hell he wants to be, but the nigga needs to choose not to be fat uh, and all of that. But in case of right now, Ingram should still be the number one op- scoring option. Zion should be number two. Agreed. That's just me. Could be wrong, but that's just me. Alright, Trey, you go ahead because I already know you you ready to probably say some shit. I'm ready. We ready. I'll just look, I ain't about to slander. <laughs> I'm probably about to slander. What makes this team better than something like Phoenix? Than something like like maybe even the Spurs, there's something like the Blazers, there's something like all those teams got better this offseason. What the fuck did the Pelicans do? Stephen Adams. They literally they got Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. <laughs> they they arguably lost their best defender. They lost their best defender in Blue Holiday. That's why they did. Lost their best defender too. Think about this. They tell Brandon Ingram we need you to shoot more threes. So then they're gonna become a team that's focused on perimeter shooting. That's their best player right now until Zion coming to Zion ship, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Got that. Then your second best player after Brandon Ingram is Zion. Then your third best player is who? Technically, Lonzo. It's a tie between Lonzo, JJ Reddick, and fucking Steven Adams. What makes that team and we're going to fight for this playoff spot? What the fuck are you doing about them? Minus Steven Adams. Shit. Got shit on them. Every chance they got. The same exact team, just with Steven Adams and without Drew it. That team ain't going nowhere. Prove me wrong, Pelicans. I want you to. 
That, that's yeah. that's day trail. Who point. should have never gave point. that man that money? If he walks, he walks. Brandon Meek would be a fantastic bull. Let him hey, walk. I will honestly keep it real. I would oh, love. Brandon I was just going to say, I would love, love to see Brandon Meek in the Bulls jersey. I would love. But in this competitive West mindset, your mind frame should be: let's try to build something around him instead of let's try to keep this one man that's not going to move the needle. I love Brandon Meek. I love his game. I knew the first day I met him, I asked him who he was. He looked at me like I was stupid. But I still met Brandon Lee in the morning, all of you niggas that's listening right now. So. <laughs> that, that's, the funny thing book. is, that sounds exactly what Brandon Ingram would do. You'd be like, nigga, you don't know who the fuck I am? <laughs> yeah. Then they told me, yo, that's Brandon Lee. He going number two at Duke. I mean, he going number two in the draft. I was like, huh. <laughs> and that nigga went number two. I was like, huh. That's how much I know about college hoops. But, um, yeah, I don't think they're going nowhere. Like, I'm not about to really slander. I'm not on the Zion as a top 15 player train yet. Because yeah. there's players who... No, that's just ESPN being goofy as usual. No, that's, it's more than ESPN. It's more than ESPN, bro. <laughs> it's others. Niggas is well, very not, freaking high on Zion. I'm not validating anybody that's not a, that's not a credible news source anyway. So that that I already know. That too, he, like he got to play literally. Like Zion fought the minutes restriction is gonna be interesting. That's it's gonna be interesting because literally, it's gonna really see like okay, can he handle seventy two games? Because people forget this is still gonna be a shortened season, but can he handle seventy two games of a workload without his knees and his body saying, "Damn, bro." Maybe I need to drop 30 pounds. It be that way sometimes. But uh, let's move on from the Pelicans. Let's go ahead and let's head up to Phoenix Suns. Now, Phoenix Suns, I'm very high on. Extremely high on. I think they're on. definitely making the playoffs. Uh, I feel like they should make the playoffs. They they are my eighth seed right now. They are my eighth seed. But um, the Suns, I'm very high on. I believe... They can, they like even last year. They like even despite all the injuries that they had, some of the shenanigans that they had to go through with uh, what's his name getting suspended for freaking alleged wrong drug use. They were still a very competitive team to watch on league pass, and it just sucks that it took until the bubble for them to figure it out because they were finally healthy. All together, like Rubio, all of them was healthy. Even though you lost all of that to get Chris Paul, I still like the makeup of the roster. Um, it, it's very clear who the pecking order is. It's very clear that it is very clear that it's uh, Booker, Aiden, and Chris Paul. It's very clear with your youngins, and you got the ideal veterans you have on the team to make things work. Like, I forgot they got Jay Crowder. And, and though I'm not the biggest Jay Crowder fan, but he can shoot. He knows his role. He's going to play good defense, and he's going to be the tough guy. And it's nice to have a secondary tough guy with Chris Paul on the team. So, And Chris Paul is literally going to make the best out of the others, the young people. So they're going to be a great team to watch, fun team to watch. And I'm hoping that Chris Paul pushes Devin Booker to the next level. 
can see this team being a good. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, though. it's like yeah, it's just the West is too deep. When West is that? I love the team and the makeup of it. Um, they make some good changes. Um. Yeah, it's really gonna be Devin, but the team with Chris Paul will be getting the ball out his head all fucking game, which will be great. Um, it's gonna be good for his development. It's gonna be good for DeAndre Ayton because they're gonna pass it to him in the post and come off the road and all that type of stuff. It's gonna be really good for that team. That coach will probably win Coach of the Year. Monty Williams is a good coach, by the way. Now, I know. Monty will probably win coach of the year for taking the team now. It's probably absolute garbage to playoffs. Who's the coach of the year this year? Last year, wasn't it? Didn't Nick Nurse win again? I, I know Nurse the coaches gave – I believe the coaches, because I think they only told us the one the coaches won. The coaches gave to Nick Nurse. So, I believe it was Nick Nurse. Yeah, it was Nick Nurse, I believe. I think he won it. Yeah, Nick Nurse. Yeah. But yeah, but, but, but yeah, Monty Williams is a solid coach, and he was Dana the Lakers coach. It's just <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. But but yeah, uh, Tyler, you can go ahead and talk about the Suns. Um. I definitely think they can they can solidify AC. Now, like you guys said, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. You know, sometimes stuff happens like that. But I think they're definitely in the going in the right direction with the Chris Paul pickup. You know, it definitely helps. It gives you a piece that you needed. Like, you know, Ricky Rubio was a good point guard, but he's no Chris Paul. Chris Paul can set up your offense like that. We saw how he just clicked with the with the Thunder last season and over exceeded expectations for them because they maybe gave them a what was like a 0.2 percent chance of making the playoffs or something like that. Maybe. They end up being a, a top five seed. So I think Chris Paul is a difference maker. You still like you said you still have a good coach in Monty Williams. Um, Devin Booker can take another leap this year. You know, a lot of things can happen for the Phoenix Suns. So they're going in the right direction. And if at best they're an 8C team, I consider that a, w- a win for them, for sure. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about Portland. Um, Portland's probably the most interesting Portland's team. Interesting. Portland's interesting. Because it could be the season where, for one, they just finally say, A, hey, all our normal offseason moves just ain't hidden because literally they had a classic Portland offseason by getting Robert Covington Jr. They got Derrick Jones and they got somebody else. It was somebody else they got. And I was like, hmm, these are all good moves. Portland should be a top four seed, healthy or not. But I just don't see it being a needle turner. Like, they can either make the playoffs, be comfortably in the in between the 6 and 7 range, or they, they literally just nothing works out. 
Melo's age starts kicking in. Robert Covington isn't who they thought he was supposed to be. And all the other and, and injuries just start catching up. And things, just reality just kicks in. And Terry Stotts finally loses his job. Because that nigga, there's no way a coach in his type of position keeps his job for as long as he has and hasn't delivered the results when you have a top uh, a top 10 level player like Dame. CJ's arguably the greatest second option you can ever have, even though technically I think you can do better. Bradley Beal, bro. <laughs> Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is the goddamn horn of the NBA at this point. Literally, literally yeah, Bradley Beal can go on a lot of teams. He'd be like, oh, man, that's a hell of a goddamn difference. But CJ McCollum, literally, it has been a perfect pairing with Dane. But I think they need core changes if things don't work out. Because I feel yeah, like that, and that's, that's why. That's, I... Now, go ahead. I feel like I, I kind of want them to, to miss the playoffs this year. I need them to kind of get a reality check and, like, show, like, you know, our backs are against the wall now. Like, we just completely, you know, missed the playoffs, and we barely made the playoffs last year. You know, now it's time for, you know, some real changes. They haven't made any real changes whatsoever since they've gotten, you know, since they've gotten drafted on um, Dane. You know, they haven't done anything worth it, worth the damn. You know, it's just barely getting them by. And they're kind of getting in, like, like I, we talked about this off the pod before. It's like the the Trailblazers is one of those, they're a small market team, and, you know, they're just lucky to have a player like Dane because he keeps tick, he keeps asses. And he keeps, keeps them afloat. Them. But they're, they kind of, in a way, they kind of remind me of how the Bulls were when they, you know, in the guard pass area. They do what they can to get by and to make, you know, oh, this is a pretty move, we'll do this. But it's not really, it's not pushing the needle for nobody. So I feel like they kind of need that, that punch in the chest. You know, hit not making the playoffs is a, usually when a team is like, okay, especially for a team that's been making the playoffs. You know, okay, now it's time for us to make some type of change, some real change somewhere. At least try to do something. I'm tired of seeing Dame get stumped out, so I hope they don't make the playoffs because of that. And. And that too, because I, I really do like Dame is one of my favorite players in the league right now. You know, regardless if he has a good series or not. But I hate to see him, you know, keep going out in ways he shouldn't have to go out. You know, he wouldn't be getting swept, you know, or getting four-one. I mean, I mean, if you're still going up against the Lakers, you probably still are, depending on how good your team is. But. You know what I mean? Like You're they, still getting four one to the Lakers. They, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're still getting four one. But uh, uh, if they make it to the playoffs, I want to see them go against the Clippers. I agree. Yeah, I think they would have gave the Clippers a better series than the Lakers. Literally, they would have lasted longer. With based them. off how the Clippers went in, like, like we got factor in, Luca took them to six with a bad ankle and no Porzingis. <laughs> so Dame, who was playing some of the best basketball in his life, was probably going to send Pat Beth to hell. Paul George, no offense and no shame towards what he was going through, wasn't there mentally. And you was going to leave Kawhi. Oh, wait. And Reggie Jackson was playing heavy minutes at point guard. Going to get cooked. He's going to be playing heavy minutes at point guard. 
and still will be playing heavy minutes at point guard. Now, so it will be funny to see them play in the playoffs this year because it will be a fun series to see, extremely fun series to see. But, yeah, with Portland, they should, once again, they should make the playoffs. But I think for the greater good, they should miss the playoffs. Like, as of right now, they my seventh seed as of right now. Like, I just, I like, the moves make sense. They're, 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 they're probably better to play with on 2K a little bit. They got defenders, you know. But at the end of the day, Terry Stotts is your coach, and I feel like that nigga shouldn't even have a job still. It's like, it's like Brett Brown. It's like, okay, we see you made the playoff the past few years. For, for, uh, for Terry Stotts' case, for a good decade, honestly. How the hell do you stay out of this job? Yeah, you made a conference finals. Neat. Cool. You got swept from by a KD-less Warriors. You lost the playoff series where Steph only played two games. One and a half of a game. Clay and Draymond was cooking you. And that's just the Warriors highlights. So, it's like, gee, it's like, bro, I wish the best for y'all. Well, Dane specifically, but I think they need to make some legit changes for the greater good to tell me that, hey, we're serious about being competitive long term. And not just because Dame is here and when we finally have crowds again, he's going to sell out seats. Because Dame at this point is going to become John Stockton just wearing red and black and with rapping talent. I will say Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd got that petty ring in Dallas. So, And Jason Kidd took his team to the finals. Even though it was the East, we right. know it was the East. No. He still took his team to the finals. Twice, because he got Twice. smoked by the Lakers and smoked by Tammy. Exactly, and it's like, gee, you, oh, yeah. okay. you ran into, you ran into some real niggas. <laughs> That's the thing. Prime Shaq and Prime Tim Duncan. <laughs> like, what, what did you, lead. what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> so, but yeah, so Portland, Portland's like the Spurs, where it's just like, but the difference is they're good enough to make the playoffs. It's just like, bro, y'all need some changes. But uh, yeah. let's go ahead and move on to the Jazz. I still. Part of me feel like the Jazz might fall off this year. But part of me feel like, once again, they're not. Donovan Mitchell's still only going to get better. Rudy Gobert is still there. And you still, for some reason, develop good enough role players where it works. And also, their coach, whatever his name is, I can't think of his name right now, is a really great coach. He's a really great coach. They like the OG Memphis Grizzlies. They just don't always be the. Yeah, they just gonna be there. Like they're they're gonna have competitive seven game series in the first round or second round, and just sit there and be like, "Damn, these niggas is good." But it's just like we know we can beat them. Like they're gonna take the top teams and challenge them, and be like, "Damn, man, that was a good test. We needed that." All right, we're gonna sweep the rest of the way. <laughs> like, like that's the Jazz. Like they're like they're too good to they're good enough when the sense where as a team 
and because of coaching, they're going to be middle of the pack team. Yeah, they're going to be middle of the pack. They might finesse being a top four seed somehow. Not this year, Um, but they. But but you know what I mean. They're going to be. They can do that. The biggest problem with that team right now is not only they not make enough moves, but Mike Conley is going to get thirty four million dollars this year. Mike Conley is stealing money. They should have got Mike Conley three years ago. Why did he go there anyway? It's like because he didn't even start last season. They didn't they trade him? Yeah, he said that. He said that match with the Grizzlies. They traded that nigga. Oh yeah. Remember he said that match and immediately got hurt. Oh yeah, because he wasn't the same. Yep. Because Mike Conley's one of the first players to get the stupid, uh, crazy maxes. It's like. Yo, Mike Conley's currently the highest paid point guard in the league. <laughs> it's like niggas was like the fuck. Curry like a fucking month later or something like that. Yeah, it took a minute. But yeah, that was that was that weird year when the uh salary cap went up crazy. But yeah, like they got Conley two, three years too late. And it was just like, you know what, man? He's here, but it's just like, damn, we really have him. I will say this though, Jordan Clarkson looks really was really good with the Jazz last year though. He was really good. That was a really underrated pickup, but they paid him, so he's probably happy because he got he he got paid this offseason. I think they gave him like fifty sixty million dollars to come up be their six man. Yeah, yeah. So they're but, gonna be good. They uh, they they have a both down with your brother, so they run into the Clippers. Oh wait, they they still the Clippers freaking worst nightmare. You got a Bogdanovich brother and Joe Ingles. <laughs> so, you gotta give Joe Ingles a nickname. The PG killer. Like one of those. The Cucamonga Crack. Oh, no, no, no. Let me quit. Oh, no, bro. Now, I don't even remember Joe Ingles playing this season. Most don't even start on 2K. Bro, Joe Ingles don't play until I you see Paul remember. George. Yeah, that's when he. He goes from a 60 overall to a goddamn 91. With all defensive, with all gold defensive badges when he's guarding Paul George specifically. uh, Yeah. Nobody should ever let Paul George down. If you ever come to the podcast or you interview him at the end of the show, I'm asking, why did that Joe Ingles hoop you up like that? I need an explanation. I'm going to need a good explanation for that to keep it G real. Uh, I know we damn. I don't know how we skipped OKC, but uh, OKC they not, they not doing shit. I'll take that back. OKC's gonna be the worst team in the league. My fault. Yeah. I apologize to the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies and the other whatever team I said. The OKC's gonna be the worst team in the league. That's all we need to say about OKC them. He has finally they finally fallen off the cliff. They finally fallen off the cliff. It's over with. <laughs> exactly. OKC gonna be worse than like the Pistons or. The, the Pistons, Pistons still if have. The Pistons are healthy. They probably still make the playoffs. Yeah, the Pistons is in the East. Gee, they, they're, they're in the, the bro. The bottom. Gee, you're the main one that pushes the bottom part of the East's ass. So literally, you can stick. The Pistons can still finesse the playoffs if and it, literally, it's the big if of Blake is healthy. That's the narrative that that team will right. forever okay, live by. I have the worst record in the league. You right. Yeah, so it was like the Pistons even the Pistons just gave niggas money. 
That's the Mason Plumley specifically gave that man thirty mil for what? <laughs> to do nothing, but uh, but yeah. So that's it about OKC. Nothing else to really say. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, man. Uh, Luca's gonna be MVP. <laughs> this is gonna be. I'm just letting people know now. This is gonna be a a Luca agenda podcast from here on out. Luca, how old is Luca? By the way, Luca's only twenty. He's about to be twenty-one at the end of the season. So he, I so think, he, he has wins MVP. He's gonna be the second youngest MVP, either the second or the, or, the, or the youngest, depending either or. But Luca, I mean, yeah, he would be the the youngest. Yeah, so we're pushing the Luca agenda here all the way, my nigga. He's gonna win. He's should win MVP. Uh. It will be interesting to see how things go without Porzingis for the first month, but I think they'll be fine either way. Dwight Powell's back, so at least you have he has somebody to throw alley oops to. But Luca is probably gonna throw some crazy stats. He does, and also they they did a better job def- protecting him defensively uh, by adding a Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr. solid on defense. Uh, I think they're excuse me, they're gonna miss Seth Curry. They're going to miss Seth Curry because I don't think they even got a shooter to replace him with. But uh, but they are a JJ Redick trade away from fixing that, obviously. So, I was just about to say JJ Redick would be perfect for him. They are a JJ Redick trade away. From and he's a cracker too, you know. He's a perfect Dallas Maverick. <laughs> he's a perfect <laughs> Dallas Maverick, G. So. <laughs> Well, he's hey, JJ, he's right. We got nothing but love for you, G. But hey, uh, but literally, you, he will be the ideal Mark Cuban Maverick, G. So, like, I like I like the Mavericks. They, they're they're definitely a playoff team. Luca's probably gonna drag them to be like a in a six five conversation. So, yeah. now if Porzingis comes back and he's like healthy, healthy. Definitely gonna they. They might be as great as the top four top. seed, probably top four, probably. Yeah. But like they're gonna be a fun, they're gonna be a fun team to watch. Um, so shout out to Luca. And how many teams we got left? Uh, we towards the end. We got the Rockets next, and then from there is just a few teams from there. Uh, um, the Rockets, Lakers, yeah. So Rockets, I think we just keep it G real. Everything falls on James Harden. They can make the playoffs, or they're not going to make. This the playoffs. really a big ass question mark. Yeah, that's the biggest question mark because the Rockets could honestly make it where one of the teams that we said, oh, they might not make the playoffs, but they in the conversation make the playoffs because the Rockets just don't give a because James Harden don't give a fuck. So that's as far as we got to say with the Rockets. The biggest question mark of it falls on James Harden. Uh, then. Let's talk about the Nuggets real quick. Uh, they the Nuggets. Like, they're going to be a, like, they should be a top two, top three seed easily. No problem. Yeah. Nuggets going to be good. Like I always say, they got that chip on their shoulder. And I think Yochix will also be in the MVP talks this year. He will definitely be in that shit. I think, I think his will be very loud. I think this is going to be a very white MVP talk this year. <laughs> Um, other than like Anthony Davis and Greek Freak, you got Yochik and him. Like, I think I think Giannis is gonna get the uh, fatigue, the voter fatigue this year. So I don't even, I'm not uh, even putting him in the conversation. I don't know. 
With Clay gone, I think definitely Steph ain't winning it. Um, Steph's gonna have to put up them simulated 2K numbers. Yeah, no, Steph. I think Steph is gonna have a, a MVP like season. But this might be his first double double season. Yeah, uh, the fuck Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre. Ray Wiggins. Nigga, is you watching this preseason game? Yeah, they yeah they started getting slapped up. <laughs> Hey, bro, Steph usage rate is going to be above 60%. Sounds very too. Like I said, like I said, like I said, Steph is going to put up those simulated 2K numbers, bro. <laughs> you, can't win a, you can't win an MVP if your ass not in the fucking eighth seed or sixth seed or some shit like that. Hey, and I forgot we didn't even talk about the Warriors, but that in itself... Everything with the Warriors is going to follow the line of... The biggest story with the Warriors is going to be Wiggins and Draymond. What the hell with those two? If Draymond... And he's who's skinny, by the way. He looked like Cottrell. Oh, yeah. We got, I, I, I didn't even tell... I didn't even show the picture to Cottrell yet, G, because I wanted you to be there. I, I, I want Daytrell to be there. I want Daytrell to be the one to show that man. So that way, it don't look as bogus. But um, skinny Draymond, so... We'll see where that goes. Wiggins is the biggest question mark of that team. Because if he can't be a consistent, solid second option, they might not. They'll be in the play-in tournament talk as well. Get rid of that nigga. Get rid if of you him. can finesse a team for Wiggins, but good, good fucking luck. He also has a horrible contract. Good luck. So uh, the Warriors is one of those like, okay, whatever. Uh, anything you want to add about that team, Daytra? Yeah, I see the. I want the Warriors to lose. I hate they fat side of Twitter. I really do. Yeah, we don't rock with so the fan base. So I love the Warriors, but I hate their Twitter. I hate their Twitter fans. Shit is ass. Mm. But yeah, I, I think Steph Curry is one of the best all time. I love Draymond and his way of playing. I don't. I'm not too mad at Wiggins. Kelly Oubre is Kelly Oubre. I'd like to. Steve Curry is an overrated coach, but I'll rock him. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Clippers. Clippers have gave Paul George 200, too much, got 200 something million, too much money. Too much fucking money. But they but had to. They, yeah, at the same time, they had to. Because you don't trade away your future and you don't keep said thing that you chose to trade. The future for. So they fucked themselves. Technically, Kawhi did. But yes, Paul George got $225 million from that team to literally be technically the number two option. That's in the backboard. And hit the backboard. And to be playoff P and don't show up in the playoffs. So, with all that being said... I want to say, they probably gave Paul George that money because they not certain with Kawhi. And that's the point. Yeah. That's why you have to you have to Kawhi show... Because Kawhi has not shown... Kawhi acting like he got damn LeBron, G. He walking around like he KD and Bron with this shit, G. 
And he's not. He moving like he them, but you're not them, bro. They could hold a team hostage. It's not a championship team. I'm I'm at the point where I'm saying, yo, NBA proved me wrong with a lot of stuff. But the way this team's set up, you got Kawhi, Paul, George. And that's it, bro. That's so bad. They didn't get any worse, but they didn't get any better. Now, losing Montrez is kind of a, you know. You got worse. Your bench got worse in terms of scoring. Like, okay. It's like offensively, you lost 16, 18 points. But according to them, Montrez was so bad defensively. You know, I don't think he was that bad defensively. It's just he got fucking his ass by Jokic. Bro. Jokic. There was nothing he could do in that about, series, and there was nothing he was going to be able to do. Bro, we're talking about they Jokic. AD. Who literally. <laughs> okay. That's fucking cap, though. What the fuck is Ivanka Zubak do? Zubak, they said people, and from what I've seen, because of Zubak's height, he did a little bit better. Keyword, a little bit better. It didn't make a difference. Yo, that, that I don't know what happened. you said, but it's, it's like you we ran away as you were saying that shit. <laughs> Short it up, that nigga almost averaged 30. He did. But they said so most of that 30 was on my dress. People put like, most of that 30 on my dress. Nigga, and it's not just much. Nigga, what in the fucking hell? What was it? the Grants? One of the Grant brothers or something like that? I fucking hooped y'all up. Jeremy Grant did hoop him up to get a contract. That's why he's trying to hit none of that shit. That was a team effort. Don't blame. I don't even like Montrez here like that. Don't blame Montrez. Yeah, the, the, like Montrez and Paul George was the gimme blames on that. But we people don't want to talk about Kawhi being the leader because, once again, if this was LeBron goddamn James or KD, we know where that blame was going to go. <laughs> we know where that blame yeah, was going to go. And people forget as if they did not put Kawhi Leonard, and we was part of that conversation a little bit of saying Kawhi was the best player in the league going into last year. Now it's like everybody got off their goddamn championship high horse and realized, yeah, Kawhi is probably just a solid switch around. They came five. up with the, they came up with the the whoever win the championship, they the best player in the league bullshit. That yeah. was the that was the new that was the way yeah. people turned it around. Yeah. Like that though. No. I I you can look back to tape. I always said KD was the best player in the league back then. When Kawhi won that fucking championship. Going into that next season, oh, I yeah, said yeah, KD yeah. was the that, better player. Because a lot of people was they they was going they was going a little too far saying that he because he's, he's he did this with cut. the Raptors, he was better than KD. He was, and I, he was I better than, cap on he was better than KD. He was and I like I love Kawhi as a player that He's still one of my favorite players, but that that just wasn't it. There's no yeah, one. And he coming off a bum Achilles is still unguardable, my nigga. He came in and dropped eleven points, and they couldn't do shit about it. He couldn't do shit. Kawhi's oh, yeah. Kawhi couldn't do nothing about it. I think eight of that eleven was on Kawhi. It was. We could roll the <laughs> tapes back. If it wasn't the whole eleven, it was eight of the eleven was on Kawhi. But so. <laughs> And it's, I don't mean to turn the Clippers talking to Kawhi slander, but it's just us being realistic here. If y'all want to say this man at one point was the best player in the league going into that season because he won a championship that some people kind of want to 
that at least people will put an asterisk on saying KD and Clay wasn't there. So, regardless how you feel, it's 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 an honest take. But at the same time, if you want to say he's the best, you can't sit there and tell me that he doesn't get none of the blame like the best players do. We we didn't blame Chris Middleton and goddamn Eric Bledsoe for Giannis freaking getting swept or almost swept by the Heat. We put that on Giannis because Giannis could have been better. Literally, like we got to be honest here about this shit, G. Like if Kawhi, like we we put in the shit on Steph. We put the blame on Steph when he loses. We get we get Steph hell. We get Steph hell. I get literally. I hate Steph Curry, but I respect the man. I'm not going to deny his greatness, but at the same time, I give Steph hell. I'm very critical of that nigga. Very critical. Another example. Another example. When Jordan lost to Shaq and Payne, who they who they whose head did they go at? They didn't go at Scotty. Nope. They win at Mike. LeBron motherfucking James. LeBron has been getting it his entire career. He Every time Scottie, LeBron does something. I tell you, at one point, it was Matthew Dellavedova, and then three or two years later, my math is shitty because I'm sleepy. His second best player was a goddamn Kevin Love who had depression, and his third best player was Kyle Corbin. But no, the Warriors won that shit. That was. Ooh. I want to hear that shit. Come on with the ass. The nigga had 12 points the whole time get a closeout game. He's the best player in the league. Can't let that slide. Nigga was this close to losing his finals MVP to goddamn Kyle Lowry. And yeah. Fred's MVP. Hey, don't forget, if Kyle Lowry did not get a shot blocked by Draymond in game five, Kyle Lowry was fucking the finals MVP. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, was, I would have voted for him. Let's just keep it real. So, hey. Hey, like respect the Kawhi, but I understand that LeBron is in in goat talk. Kawhi ain't, but in turn, but when you sit there and say in present terms, we gotta treat him like the best player in the world. Best players in the world do not sit there and have twelve points on poor shooting in a closeout game, where literally there should be nobody on the court to guard you, but you let Jeremy Grant sit there and earn twenty million dollars. On you, the man earned twenty million dollars because he guarded Kawhi so well. Man, picked up a Hooper's bounty on that man, man. But Paul George gets the blame. Montrez gets the blame. Doc Rivers got fired. Fired. <laughs> fired. And then I niggas really had the nerve to put the blame on him. So, hopefully, Ty Lue as a coach does like, like, and don't. And that athletic article is nasty, very freaking nasty. That athletic article is nasty. So shout out to Montrez and others uh, for leaking information. But the Clippers still going to be prob still as a guaranteed top four team in the uh, West easily. Probably top top two, top three at the very. At top three, top four. I mean, top four at the worst. Top two, number two or three at the best. At the very best. So, it's just hopefully what Ty Lue wants to do works. 
and Kawhi plays to the Kawhi level that people hold him up to. Paul George is gonna be Paul George. He got his bread. He's he's gonna be able to live comfortably in LA for the next six years. No matter what. He don't even need to play back to that his third place MVP season, which I wish he said specifically when he placed for MVP. Not win, but placed for MVP. So like they sh- they're still gonna be a great team. But I think but you still need a point guard badly. Very badly. And everything especially if you're talking about you about to let Paul George run point and Luke Kennard run point at times. And I think Lou Will has a huge drop off. Lou Will is probably gonna have a nasty drop off. Will is expendable at this moment. Very expendable. Ain't about to trade that line. Welcome. And they better hope they get somebody that's actually going to help them in places they need help at. To the Orlando Magic. Lou Will. He's going to be Orlando Magic and DJ Augustine going to be a guy. DJ Augustine's on the Bucks. (laughs) When did that happen? It was, gee, it was very subtle. (laughs) It was the most subtle of free agency moves, G. Because I forgot. It was in the midst of okay. the whole debacle with the um that Kings trade. Terrence Ross is gonna be a buck. I mean a, a clipper. That's literally fucking. That's literally straight to DVD. Lou Will. Lou <laughs> <laughs> Will is gonna be a Magic or a Bull. One of the two. Oh my God, yo! You I'm ain't be never mad just say straight to DVD because Lou Will and Kobe White is the same player. He's going to put Kobe right under his non-defensive-ass wing. He'll be like, yo, I'm going to teach you how to play so niggas can like you but not hate you. Lou Will just wants to will probably come to Chicago solely so he can sit there and say, I've been to every major market. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> it's just we're in a hey, pandemic, man, so Atlanta, Chicago ain't going to be that lit. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so the Clippers, like, they the Clippers, G, like, and I hate to say it like this, but they're going to be good in the regular season. But the question is going to be how good are you going to be come playoff time? Is Ibaka actually going to stop Jokic and AD? No, we can't answer that now. No. Is is it no, an improvement no. defensively? Yes. But is it going to make Not a difference? Is it going to make a difference in a series where you have to win four games? No. No. Ibaka's going to be mad if he even came here. Like, y'all brought me here to get cooked by these motherfuckers. Like, you brought... Gee. Literally. Come on, man. Like, even Mark Gasol knows, hey, at least I I don't need to freaking guard Jokic. That's AD job. Ibaka's sole purpose is to guard them two. Let that sink in. It's not going to be good for my boy. This is not OKC Ibaka. You was better off probably freaking finessing Michael Jordan to give you the other African dude that's been scamming niggas. 
Because I can't. Biombo. There we go. Biombo. There we go. Use better off getting him. It would have been the same nigga. Straight up. But yeah. So that's the. That's the uh the Clippers man. Like they're gonna be a good regular season team. But talk to me come playoff time. And the Lakers. We already know the Lakers gonna be number one seed. Everybody say a. They literally on paper. You gotta see that goes up. Have the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they have everything you need as a team. You have a two of the two of the top five best players in the league. Okay, that's just a luxury right there, right? You probably just wanna have one. And then a good solid top fifteen, top twenty player, which you got top two players in the league. Top five, top seven players in the league. You have a team full of vets that win. Marcus All, Braun. Dennis Schroeder. That's probably. Huh? Dennis Schroeder, well, number one. Tell him I won a championship. Oh, that one championship thing, yeah. Yeah, well, Dudley now, I guess. But you got, you got a lot of solid vets. You got defenders, Wesley Matthews, AD, KCP. You got shooters. You got you, you got athleticism. You got point guard though. I and guess well, you have Caruso. <laughs> you got athleticism and Caruso, Braun, AD, Trez. You got depth off the bench that is wild. Especially when Dennis Schroeder finally get off his house and realize I'm a better as a bench player. That bench depth is gonna be insane. That that bench is gonna give team buckets. That bench is like a the conference team. That bench literally has potential to give teams buckets. Because the funny thing amongst all of this, even though and Kuzma is gonna have a very prove me wrong type season, but Kuzma is it doesn't have to sit there and be like, shit, I gotta score. Now it's like I could play my game. And score my eleven to twelve efficiently. I think as a starter, whenever Kuz would start, he averages twenty points. He should, yeah, easily. Yeah. No, that's but that I think that's his average. It's twenty oh, points. As a starter. As a starter, whatever he starts, right? I think before Braun and after Braun. He's gonna be able to see those touches again off the bench because he's not relying on to be their primary score off the bench. Mm-hmm. That's probably gonna be Montreal's Montreal's child. Lord, like Schroeder, him, Schroeder, yeah, Schroeder and Montrez, yeah, either. Way. We gotta wait till Schroeder realize that he a bench fucking player. That's probably gonna be halfway mark of the season. Um, uh, so looking nice. This is really looking nice. But the thing that I say, let me say no homo beforehand and afterhand. The thing that I say that takes him over the top is size. No homo. And the sheer length, no homo, of this team is outrageous. Marcus saw Anthony Davis. Every year we found out Brian is taller than 6'10. It's going to be crazy. The playmaking is going to be wild. 
I don't want to get two out of this team just for expectations to get shot down midway through the season because shit happens. Championship high is a thing. But it's looking like they championship to lose. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, My prediction for the whole entire season at the end is going to be, and I'm sorry like Chris when I say this, but a Lakers-Phillies final. Lakers Philly. That's how I see. I see Philly has the best team in the East currently constructed because Ben Simmons can lock down Kyrie and he could, maybe he, coming he off could, of Bum Achilles. He could guard both. That's the thing. Uh, I don't think anybody's still. Nah, is it, okay, I'm not going to say to say he's going to lock KD down, but if you need to try to put somebody on KD, Ben Simmons could keep up and still kind of give him some muscle. That's what I mean. And nobody's seeing Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is one of the most disrespected all-stars in our league today. That thing is amazing. But he most likely will be going home crying. But my thing is, I want to see Philly versus Philly. All right. Uh, before we, before I make that prediction, uh, Talent, uh, Talent, Horton, Tucker, G, uh, I hope Frank Vogel finds a way to get this man some more minutes. Um, but as like we, I think I predicted, he's probably going. He he has he's been playing like he he's going to be a star in another two seasons, which helps the Lakers out because you got that's your youth to pair with AD post LeBron. But if Tucker, who's literally looking this good in in the preseason. In some of these games, in those two games, he has started. That means he was seeing a Paul George and a Kawhi Leonard guarding him. And he gave their ass buckets. I want people to remember that. Like, I hope Frank Vogel finds ways to get him in a rotation. Because that boy cold. What is that game by a nigga named Kyle Guy? Who? Can I hold that? Yes, they got game by a nigga named Kyle Guy. Who got game by Kyle Guy? The Warriors. The game is still on right now. It's over. Oh, it went to overtime? Nigga, it's five minutes left in the game. You got a late ass stream, Chris. I swear it's stream late as shit, because how are you five minutes behind? <laughs> how are your whole five? Yo, G, this shit just, I don't know when that shit delayed, but that shit delayed hard as hell. Bro, that's what Twitter put video. G, it's five minutes left of the game. I'm just looking at it right now. (laughs) Bro, I didn't know this shit was lagging that hard, bro. Yo, man, Sling TV do better with y'all streaming. G, please, dog. Like, damn. But uh, but yeah, G. So uh, I hope Frank Vogel finds uh, uh. Some rotations for uh, Tucker G because that nigga cold, that nigga cold. And also, I don't, Daytra, I don't think you saw the uh, clip that Tony Allen said, but he knew he was a real one. <laughs> Tony Allen, okay, it's a clip on Twitter where I think Tony Allen's on somebody podcast, and he said he saw uh, Tyler Horton Tucker play in a uh, G League game last year, and and. Uh, Tony Allen went up to him like, yo, what's up? Who out the band? You know, they both from Chicago. Tony Allen didn't know he was from Chicago because I guess 
he, he can't come home. <laughs> if you if you check the archives when we was talking in, about real nigga Chicago, real nigga NBA players, and Tony Allen cannot come home. He can't come to Chicago. So uh, the only time Tony Allen comes to Chicago is when he played the Bulls. That's it. And he got to leave immediately. But uh, he said he met met him then, and Tucker told him, "Gee, I'm not even supposed to be here." In terms of, he's not supposed to be in the G League. And he, Tony Allen said he lit that team up for like 30, he said 38 or something. And then Tony Allen was like, yo, that's a real nigga. And saw he was from Chicago. It's like, it all makes sense. So so Tony Allen big giving him high praise. So, like, pe- like, people, and even LeBron giving the kid praise. So, like, I'm hoping, that, I'm hoping, hoping that he, uh, continues to do his thing out here, G. So, but, uh, yeah, the Lakers is their championship to lose. My prediction is going to be Lakers-Bucks. It's the early safe prediction. As much as I want to ride the Philly train, I do. Oh, yeah, you can't ride the Philly train. I can't ride the Philly train. I still believe in them, niggas. I got them in the Eastern Conference Finals. They, that's my Easter Conference Finals. When we actually do the awards and shit, like, it might change. Because, look, I only seen that one preseason game. If I see another one, I'm like, yo, these niggas actually look out. I will probably sit there, but I'm going safe, throwing the bucks in there. Look, uh, if they can find some way to offload Tobias Harris, this team is guaranteed to go to the Easter Conference Finals. Until then, it may happen. <laughs> I want to see them in the finals. I want to see him in the finals too. There's no, gee, I I want to see Embiid and Ben Simmons make it work. I want to see Doc Rivers kind of have his redemption as a coach. So it was like, hey, like I'm I'm for that. I'm I'm, I'm shocked you said that, but uh, right now I'm going Bucks. Like I just like the depth of the team right now. Like like they have legit, they have respectable depth. Um. So yeah, Lakers, Bucks. Um, Tyler, what's your uh, early finals pick? I'm, I'm Philly Lakers, but with a, with the asterisk by Philly. I really want. I need to see if they can if they can both stay healthy for the whole season because that's been the biggest thing. Because I feel like if they were healthy this season, they would have been a lot better. Especially in the bubble. They could have finessed it in the bubble. They would have smashed. They might have went undefeated in the bubble, at least. You know, they would have finessed the bubble. They, got... <laughs> they would have finessed the bubble. B was going through it. That man and B was going through it. But, like, that is – that's that's another question about Philly, just them two staying healthy. But for me, it's just be healthy come playoff time. Because it's – it. Like, outside that one year – and it took Kawhi to freaking game them in game seven, by the way. But that was the only – think the only year in the playoffs where both Simmons and Embiid were healthy. Like, fully healthy. I think the year they when they lost to the Celtics. Theory. They still had really good series on that, that whole team. Yeah. So, like, the year they lost to the Celtics 4-1, I think one of them was hurt with something. I don't remember what it was. One of them was hurt. Was ben. I think it was Ben. Yeah, that year it was Ben Simmons. And then the following year, everything worked. Yeah, everything worked out. And then this year, Ben Simmons was just out completely. So, 
like literally if they can be both be healthy come playoff time, they'll be straight. Because the half court game works. But we'll give you guys uh hopefully we'll have another episode before the actual season starts, which is next week. So we'll give you guys our MVPs, um kind of more well thought out other shit, hot takes. So be on the lookout for that. Uh make sure you uh Subscribe, like, comment on the video as always. If you listen to it on the streaming service, like SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button, comment, and like if possible as well. And make sure you buy your Tweaking Media shirt as well. Make sure you cop, please. It's the holidays. By the time I probably drop this up, so I'm going to have a new promo going on. So just be on the lookout on the Twitter pages at Threes from the Ring or my Twitter page at Deep underscore Chris underscore J. You will see the promo on there because literally I want you guys to cop something going to Christmas or a little after Christmas whenever they ship. Teespring is a little tricky, but make sure you copy some merch. Please, it would be greatly appreciated. It's going to good things, which is us and us getting bigger and shit like that. Uh, feel like I'm forgetting anything. No, I'm not. But we appreciate you, Nick, for listening. In peace.